Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks with Jason the Turtleneck Hilton and currently in Fangoria. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently LA night. No. <laughs> Gringo Fantastico. Thank you so much. Like it's like a it's you can hear my dog barking in the background. So that's really gonna bring up the bring up the uh quality of the podcast. So he's he's just basically just telling us to shut up. <laughs> he's like, You're in, you're invading my outdoor time. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But anyway, yes, Gringo Fantastico. I'm ecstatic. The Fangoria, like article in Fangoria, is like it's a it's a bucket list thing for me. Because when I was a, an aspiring, so I didn't get it wrong. I said inspiring on Joe Bob. I don't know why I wrote that down. Apparently, I was tired writing or something. But when I was an aspiring teenage, like teenage filmmaker, like four, 13, 14 years old, like Fangoria was like was like the Bible, right? Like that was the the horror Bible. Like it's like Fangoria, fuck. Right. And then I always told myself, like, man, one of these days and I vividly and I'm not even fucking around like I'm not fucking about here. This is like seriously. I remember specifically saying and like some of my friends on Facebook are like, I remember when you said that. But like. Uh, I specifically said. One of these days, I'm going to make something. That's going to be fucking awesome. And it's going to go and they're going to talk about it in Fangoria. So years pass i mean fuck i'm 40 i'm almost 43 and now at 42 years old like like fucking 30 years later right like a little under a little under 30 years later it fucking happens like i'm and so like today is like such a fucking crazy day for me because i'm just like i'm so grateful like to everybody i'm grateful to you for helping out on the show i'm grateful for Krista for like being so rad as a director and Mitch for like his amazing fucking camera work and and Lloyd and and Jonah and and like Fangoria and Kurt yeah and Kurt and like everybody involved like Brian and uh, there's an Ophidian you know I guess <laughs> <laughs> but like no Ophidian's all right um but it's just a huge, it, it means everything to me. Like, this is like literally a bucket list thing. This was something that I wanted to do like before I die. Like, and, and now I, I fucking have checked that off. Like, and it, it's surreal. It's very surreal. And I'm just sitting here like, what well, I'm certainly fuck? glad you got that done before you died. <laughs> right. Me too. Cause it would have been weirder if I'd have been like the dude from Sublime. <laughs> it would have happened afterwards. Like, you know, it's all like... about. It's like yeah. those artists who they their work blows up, but after they've died. Yeah, like the singer from Sublime. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sure they're looking down like, God damn it, I lived in the poorhouse my whole life, and now you're selling my work for $20 million. Right. No, like, like I said, Bradley Noel from Sublime. Like, they were getting a following, and then that the big album, the self-titled album, came out, the one with What I Got, and mm -hmm. and with, you know, 
um, Santeria and all that came out and he had died right before or was like right right at the beginning or right before he died and he never got to see the huge fucking success that album went on to do and that album is solid as fuck like there hasn't been anything close there's been things close but nothing ever exactly able to capture that same feeling you know what i mean no i I get it yeah like the dirty heads they did a really fucking good job like authority zero did some stuff you know there's been other bands but nothing like like everyone says 40 ounces of freedom the the sublime album before then was so was a better album and it might have been a better album artistically but it definitely didn't have the fame you know because mtv blew that shit up like yeah they did you know what i mean like it was and it was on the radio all the time anyway i digress quite a bit um so let's talk some wrestling you uh so you had a Jade Cargill headline. Yeah, so apparently someone asked her on Twitter when she would be back, and her response was akin to, not soon. You know, I've lived in the wrestling world, and I think I'm done for a while. Like, did you? <laughs> maybe. Like, like maybe. one match a week for just two years, maybe? <laughs> maybe, yeah. You know, she should at least go and try... To see how she'd do over in NXT and WWE. I think so. She's got the look they love. Yeah, at least go and try. Plus, like, her her gimmick is what they like. You know, like, she would do she would do so much better, I think, in WWE with that gimmick. Because she kind of reminds me of, a like, a, a more muscle-bound Alicia Fox. Yes. You know what I mean? She's got, she's got that, like, attitude. Like, could you imagine a... a a program with her and Charlotte Flair with those egos. I would love to imagine that program. Like, like Jade's not a bad worker. She's no. just had a lot of bad booking. And especially if she if she has a good solid base to guide her through her match, because I don't think she's ready to just call a classic yet. But if she has someone who's actually guiding her through, I think she'd be great. Yeah, I mean, she already is really really good just she just needs uh, i honestly because that's the thing a lot of the of the aew guys they don't get the the what's the word i'm looking for it's not conditioning but it's it's, it's kind of conditioning like structure structural yes. conditioning for character development things like that that they get in wwe's performance center and nxt like aew they they don't get that they kind of just bring them up from the indies which i'm not like knocking that it, it works out sometimes look at orange cassidy for christ's sake right like he's fucking over as fuck but or even as an extreme example on dynamite when we had the triple threat tag team match we started with absolute unabashed chaos and then it evolved into a wrestling match yeah like they blew it looked like they blew up early right like we went to the floor, we did tables, we did dives off the stage, we did absolutely everything. Then out of nowhere, you notice Chuck Taylor on the apron reaching out for a tag. Like, you guys haven't been tagging for 10 minutes. What are you doing? You've been tagging for two years. <laughs> right. Like, the ref <laughs> is clearly letting it go. Go. And and, and that and that's what, that's my main issue with, with AEW, is that there's no, the build is just weird. It's backwards. Yes. 
you know, like, but that's not all the talent there. Like, oh no, like WWE. the The problem with WWE is that their build is too fucking slow. Yes, like they start out like a turtle, and in the middle they're just a slightly faster turtle, <laughs> and then at the end, like for the like, you know, especially one of the bigger matches, like the last, say, let's look at like Charlotte. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania did it the way it's supposed to be done. Yes, they did. That was a perfect example as to how a good wrestling match is put together. I haven't seen a match like that since Steamboat Savage. Not like that. No. And also, the build with Cody and Roman. Aside from all the the schmoz shit going on everywhere, that had a really, that had a perfect build to it. Like I didn't even really care about Cody Rhodes, but I but by the end of that match, I wanted Cody to win. You know, what I mean, I was just like, I was already pissed. He won the rumble. I was like, fuck this, I don't want to see him. You know, that's bullshit. But by the end of that match, the way they told that story, it made me actually like want Cody to win. Like Cody, the 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 way they did their storytelling in the match won me over. And it wasn't just an immediate thing from a bunch of spots. It was just the build. You know, because it and it's, if that makes any sense. It does to me, yes. Yeah, okay. Some people will just take that as me knocking AEW, and I'm not. Because, like, there are guys in AEW that can that are great at it. But oh, like, the thing is, is they just kind of let them just do whatever they want, and you can't do that. No. Like, the two examples you just gave, if we could meet somewhere in the middle on a consistent basis, it'd be perfect. Yeah. And And... And that's why, like, people were always talking about how great the Attitude Era was. If you think about it, the Attitude Era wasn't as good as you think it was. The reason why the Attitude Era for both promotions was good is because they were forced to step it up both times to see who for the ratings. But if you watch old Raw without the... Without the, uh, like, oh, we I gotta switch to Nitro and watch what Nitro is doing. He, like... When I go back and watch old episodes of Raw, I'm like, this is just like everywhere. You know what I mean? It's just everywhere. Well, plus people are forgetting for every angle that was Val Venus is going to have his penis chopped off, which <laughs> was okay. Yeah. Then you got Steve Austin in the beer truck. So like right. the highlight of it was so good. You forgave the rest of it. Right. Man, but, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm, I have to answer while we're doing this podcast because I'm yeah. like, the shit's been rolling in and I'm going to try not to do it so much. So anyway, yeah. No, feel free. You've earned it. But speaking of things that were rolling on in, so SmackDown, we started off with a four-way to get a shot at a shot at the U.S. championship. It was to get a shot at a shot? Yeah, yeah you're so... right, because they did it like, it was like a, to move on to the next match. Right. Right. So the okay. winner of this match will face Santos Escobar, who will then go on to face the man who's done nothing after beating John Cena at WrestleMania, Austin Theory. Yeah. But and that's not even a knock on Theory. That's a knock on you guys have booked him to do nothing. But doesn't, yeah, like they had him have that match, but didn't like the weird thing about that that happened because now like Escobar and Rey Mysterio have to fight. Yes. For that spot. And the weird thing that I thought, and I, I guess it was a good rub for Escobar, because I'm t- like, dude, Escobar and um, 
God, I can't even remember what the hell they were called. Legato del Fantasma. Legato del Fantasma. Yeah, that's it. Um, I should know that shit, but I don't. Um, <laughs> well, it's a playoff of when he was in AAA, he was El Hijo del Fantasma. That's right. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I didn't connect that. Um, but in NXT, they were fucking awesome. Like that, they were they were like awesome heels, and now they're faces, and they don't. It's it, it doesn't seem like it's a good fit. So, I'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of weird. I mean, they're selling LWO merch like crazy, so I don't know if they're going to split up LWO. Uh, maybe that maybe the match they're going to have between Ray and Escobar is just going to be a really fucking good lucha labor libre match, like you used to see Ray and Psychosis do. Yes, I maybe that's that. what they're going to do. That that would be fucking cool. Bash the Beach, 1996. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like fucking. Or ECW, yeah. the two out of three falls. Yes, yes. Oh my god! But I'm gonna turn the volume down on my phone. This thing's beeping like a motherfucker. <laughs> it's gonna. I don't know why I keep getting beeps. Like no one's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like her. So here's what I'm predicting: they're booking. I'm thinking Rey Mysterio is gonna go over Santos Escobar. He's gonna take the championship off Austin Theory, and if I had my druthers. Austin Theory goes away for like six months. Not anything he did wrong, just purely, look, we booked it terribly. You're not doing anything right now. Just go away and come back later so everyone can miss you. Yeah. And LA Knight takes, right. And LA Knight takes the championship off of Rey Mysterio because I'm sure they don't want to book heel versus heel, hence why we would not get LA Knight versus Austin Theory. Yeah. And then Santos Escobar has a person to chase, which would be L.A. Knight. Yeah, but is L.A. Knight a heel? They have him listed as a heel. He just doesn't do heel things. He He's too over. Like, right. He's like, he's like, he's not like the rock heel over. He's like over to where everyone loves him. Like everyone loved to hate the rock. But no one loves to hate L.A. Knight. They just love L.A. Knight. So there's no, that that's, yeah, there's no fucking way that he's a heel like it, it, just the way they book him the way they have his catchphrases all that shit it's just not yeah oh it was one of those Weird. i want to say it was sean ross set but i could be mistaken and probably am where they said they have him penciled in as a heel and i can't help but think well thank god pencils have erasers because he's not one <laughs> <laughs> right um but no like maybe like they're going to have Ray give that rub to Escobar. I think that's what they're going to do. Cause I think Ray's at that point in his career where he doesn't need the titles. He doesn't need championships. It'd be cool to see him win the, like the big one, one last time. That's never going to happen. Roman's going to have it for the next fucking 10 years. But like, because well, I'm that... loving every time they do the whole, here's the person he just surpassed their reign. And you can't help but think, yeah, but that guy defended the championship like every week. And Roman's <laughs> defended it like four times this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's real easy to stay champion when you don't defend your championship. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm wondering if they're going to like keep Roman in that role for longer. Maybe they're going to try to keep him there for a long time, like to make him pass San Martino. Oh, who was it? There was a UFC fighter. Her name was Nico Montoya. And she kept getting matched up against this really scary. 
Mexican girl named Valentina Shevchenko. Okay. Just that last name. She's terrifying. Yeah. And every time they would go for a fight, they would always get to the weigh-in. They would always get to that part. And then, gosh darn it, Nico needed surgery. Like, mm. happened two times until finally the promotion said, yeah, you're not champion anymore. <laughs> it's a great strategy, though. Oh, man. So, I think, I don't, like, is LA Knight even in that picture, though, anymore for the for the title? Or did he for get the... eliminated? Oh, no, he's out. It's just Mysterio versus Escobar next week, and then winner gets Austin Theory. Okay. Okay. Huh. I'm trying to think here. Which, you know, like, I've had a couple <laughs> beers when Brian was here a little bit ago. So, <laughs> celebrating. Um, so, my cogs aren't turning as fast as, like, they don't turn fast anyway, typically. But now they're just like, so like you ever play Castlevania? Yes. And you remember like there's like, and I think it's maybe cat, like they have it in like all the games, but there's a, there's like, I think it might be part three where like you're going through the clock tower and you see all the cogs in the background. You can jump on the cogs and shit. And then you get the little free, the clock, the, the stopwatch and you can freeze frame time. And it, on the Super Nintendo version, it still moves, but it's like really slow. Yes. That's kind of how that's my brain's, going through. that's how my brain's rolling right now. <laughs> That was the best analogy I could come up with. <laughs> it was a perfectly fine one. Um, with all those goddamn Medusa heads flying around. How many fucking heads does Medusa have, for Christ's sake? I only kill like three million of those things while I play that game. By the way, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, top three best game ever made. I said you know, it. I, I love in God of War, I think it was two that I noticed it. When you would fight the Gorgons, they would always call it Medusa. Yeah. And if you know anything about Greek mythology, like, no, there was one Medusa. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah also, I... she was in a very specific place. She wasn't all over the world. Right? <laughs> oh, man. So. Oh, what was it? Clash of the Titans, the remake they did. There's a scene. Uh... <laughs> A man jumps on like a stalactite, so one of the rocks that's coming down from the ceiling, and he cuts it, it falls, and it hits Medusa's tail, and he turns to our hero yep. Perseus and goes, tell them that men did this, and Medusa <laughs> turns him to stone like, what, you slightly annoyed her, that's, that's the great achievement of man, we slightly annoyed Medusa, and then it took a demigod to finish the job <laughs> oh man like that's that's like that great meme of hawkeye with the avengers and they're like hawkeye how many arrows do you have left i used all of them all of them how many did you bring 28 there's like a thousand aliens out there and i killed 28 <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, yeah, I've been like, I had to plug my phone in because I'd been using it so much earlier because of all the stuff coming in and like, like Jonah texts me and he's like, congratulations. And Cargill, you know, um, gave me a, gave me one of these, <laughs> <laughs> gave me one of the, the devil sign emoji. And, uh, you know, and, and Brendan Patrizo just texted me a second ago and he's like, oh my God, that's amazing. 
So I was, I'm just like, so sorry. Sorry if I'm a little off. No, um, you're good. But uh, I was going to text you and then realize we'll be talking soon. I'm sure he's getting texts from everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, and that's the fucked up thing. Like, I was bitching about that yesterday. <laughs> Like beforehand, and then it just became a funny joke. Like as we were doing on spaces last night, and now I fucking love it. Right. Now it's fucking funny, and now I'm just like, "Hey, I get it." And then I sent you the picture of the shirt. Yeah. I give it a, I'm gonna buy one of those shirts. I'm gonna buy one of those shirts. I'm gonna wear it to the jamboree. I'm getting paid tomorrow, and there's a non-zero chance some of it's going to that. <laughs> yeah. Although, my God, shirts are expensive now, dude. It was like $30 for that shirt or something. Like, if I'm not mistaken, these shirts used to be 20 And I don't think the quality is that much better. No. Every Fantastico Disaster Piece Theater shirt you buy on the Fantastico Etsy site is made out of quality material. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. There's going to be a whole bunch of new shirts coming out, too. So. And there's still old shirts there. Sorry, I had to. That was my uh, cheap plug. It just seemed relevant. Um, I'm in a really fucking good mood, so I'm bubbly. I'm all over the place. Um, I mean, isn't that what podcasts are for? Cheap plugs. <laughs> cheap plugs, yeah, I guess. Not so much bubbly, though. Like, you don't get a lot of bubbly. You get a lot of bitching. But not a lot. Well, maybe just for Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the <laughs> one that's constantly bitching. So the mood's different because it's like, huh, well, then, for once, like, okay. Like, <laughs> everything's coming up fantastico. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> see what I mean? It's fucking funny. It is because sometimes you don't even say it on purpose. You just say yeah, and then you just like, oh god damn it, right? Like so once you realize the ridiculousness of it, it. The thing is, is it feels so fucking forced when he says it on the on the show. Like he, it's like seems like he's going out of his way to try to say it, and it doesn't feel natural. And that's why I was bitching about it yesterday. But it's funnier if you just like when you're talking to somebody, you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, like that, that makes it better. So L.A. Knight, if you're listening to this and I know you are. Remember that. God, he would listen to this on like some asshole would make him listen to it as a fucking horrible prank. <laughs> hey, they have miles to travel and you've got hours to kill. And if nothing else, we can do that. Wouldn't it be nice if we could get him on the show? I would love that. I thought you were going to go, yeah. <laughs> like, we could talk about Impact. We could talk about NWA. We could talk about the time on the Indies that he was Trump's brother. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, what the oh, hell did they do? What, what, Corey Graves' I... brother was in AAA, and yeah. his whole shtick was he was a super far right wing guy that wanted the wall built. It sounds like something they would throw on Joe Gacy to do. <laughs> that sounds like I loved, I loved the start of Joe Gacy. Dude, it was so funny. And I loved I, how offended everyone got. And the thing is, is it's it's fucking wrestling. Right? right. Like it's supposed to be hyperbolic. It's, it's not like he was playing Hirohito. Right. You know what I mean? Like fucking Kinzo's uh, Kinzo Suzuki was supposed to do. It's not like they were bringing out like a fucking old school Fritz Von Erich fucking Baron Von Raschke character, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they were doing that. 
he came out there and it was a funny joke and he was there to fucking i mean he got the heat yes he did but the thing is they should have kept going with it because it was funny and that that's one thing what go ahead all the articles came out when he wasn't on on the second week they just oh they got rid of him he's fired like or he just has this week off yeah i might yeah yeah um see you later like i don't know if you've ever seen just short format wrestling but typically guys get a day off (laughs) now nowadays Like, like lucha underground it was awesome when you didn't see your favorites every time because then when you did it actually meant something well it was so theatrical they probably shot almost all those episodes like in a week for a whole season you know what i mean that's probably what they did and i don't know i would i kind of want to look that up but um yeah yeah (laughs) yeah god what the fuck was i i was talking about something i'm drinking this energy drink to bring my fucking wheels turning in this this goddamn shit the fucking ophidian has me fucking hooked on now ah i need to get him on here so i can yell at him when i have to drink these ghost energy drinks ghost energy drink blah 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 not officially a sponsor of <laughs> but if they would like to be, our, yeah, we won't. Our bitch. Twitter emails are always open. Yeah, we won't bitch. Um, I'll damn. even switch from my energy drink of choice. Yes, I hope it's not the crappy one that fucking Logan Paul has. No, no. What is that one? Prime. Yes, it. It's the most boring label that you've ever seen because it's just a solid color and in black. Prime. Yeah. But it also has like as much caffeine as seven cups of coffee. You know what's fucked up about that though? They should have had that be the sponsor of the new Transformers movie. Oh, that's great. It, it could have been like perfect. They're gonna be like Autobots, time to transform and drink prime. <laughs> like why would you not do that? That's my that's my best that's my best uh, Optimus Prime. You gotta have that gruff voice and then a little bit of follow through with emotion. So you have to be like it's time for the Autobots to come to Earth. <laughs> I was certain you were going to go with one shall stand, one shall fall. I can do that too. One shall stand, another shall fall. <laughs> yeah, I can do that shit. That works. It's like a, it's like a Don LaFontaine voice with a little more emotion. And like, you know, when we started the podcast tonight, the one thing I thought about doing last night was when you were like, and, and with, you know, and our, and, you know, you say your name and you're like, and, and I would have been like, it's the Joker. <laughs> but that's going to be really loud when I put that in the podcast. I tried to pull away from the computer a little bit to do it. But anyway. Oh, no. my I don't know what it is if there's like a cool setting on here that I didn't know I have on. But when it gets too loud, it just stops on the headphone. <laughs> that's It has a peak protection. Okay. Or a limiter or whatever the fuck. Well, boy, that'd be really good for, like, nosy neighbors and whatnot, a peak protection. I think I'm going to try next week when we do this podcast, as long mm-hmm. as everything flows and as long as things aren't crazy, because I got to start editing a whole other episode. I have a couple days. I just weekend off because I finished episode two and I sent it off to Troma for September. Nice. So I have a few days off, So not, but the next episode is Hellbender's episode that I have to edit. So that one's going to take a little bit of time. Especially since my kid, when he was puppeting Francois, he has, sticks his head out. Like he he tried he was trying to do, I don't know if I told you about this, but Mitch 
Mitch was getting up uh, annoyed because Sydney kept having his phone up in the shot, like he was taking pictures. But Sydney wasn't trying to do that. Like Sydney, I asked him about. I was like, Sid, what, what, why did you do that? And he's like, No, 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 you don't understand. And he, and he, he laid it out for me. And what he, it was fucking genius. It was fucking genius. When Francois, like he would put his, try to get out of the shot and put his phone up so that Francois was like not interested in the conversation at all that I was having <laughs> with Elbender and was just doing, give, taking selfies. <laughs> like that's what, that was like what he was trying to do. And I thought, I was like, God damn, that's fucking genius. Like oh, when I found his Twitter and <laughs> just started looking through, I'm like, oh, hey, look at this. He got banned from Twitter. My kid did. What? They kicked him off Twitter. I don't, he, it wasn't, he told me, I don't remember, but it wasn't even that bad. Like he, he had just said, like he had made fun of a political post or something. Oh my God. Or something like that. Or he, he called, so no, he called someone out on bullshit is what it was. He called someone out on bullshit and they, they kicked him off Twitter. So it was probably someone that uh, Musk liked. I was about to say when Elon Musk took over, wasn't it supposed to be the wild west again? No, apparently it's a Gestapo fucking, it's Gestapo country, because it feels so, like that. So I was looking into this whole idea of Elon using X as the name of Twitter, and apparently Facebook already has the rights to calling a company just X. Oops. Like, this seems like a thing your legal team would have looked into. Yeah, you'd think that. you think that they would have went to like... You know, like the rest of us have to do and go to the copyright office and the trademark office and like be like, oh, that's taken. That's taken. You know, like, you think that's something they would have done. Like, I don't know. It took me two minutes worth of Googling and not having a law degree. Yeah. Which leads yeah. me to say, Elon, if you need a good person at Googling who doesn't have a law degree, but will steer you in the right way, my services are always available. Oh. And then he's just like, you failed this city every time you fuck up. And then he kicks us off spaces. <laughs> would you put it past him? I wouldn't. No. No. So anyway, so my, my next thing about wrestling is what the fuck is going on? Like, what are they doing with Karrion and Cross? Are they still having him feud with AJ? I guess no just I'm not seeing this week we're getting Karrion Cross versus Carl Anderson. Okay. And maybe they can explain how Karrion Cross took out both Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. He took them both out and then they're having a match with him and one of them. <laughs> right. That makes no goddamn sense. And Charlotte just sat there posing, which, hey, I'm perfectly fine with the idea of Scarlett posing. But here's my question. Was Mia Yim just in the bathroom at the time? Apparently. Maybe she was hanging out with Keith Lee. Right. Maybe she was visiting him on the other show. I don't know. <laughs> he was dying his beard for him. Well, you know what, though? I'm still extremely happy about that last time I saw Keith Lee in the in that like blind tag thing where he was like the Keith Lee of old. Of like what I love about Keith Lee, throwing people around, just like being a beast. Don't you no. want to just grab Tony Khan, play that clip of him launching Darby into the stratosphere, and go, hey, Tony, you see this? Like, no, look, look at the camera, look at that. Do that. Do yeah. more of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it's difficult. It's right in front of your face. 
or you even know? play that clip of Keith when he launched Adam Cole over the barricade into the definitely not fans. Yeah, the planted fans. <laughs> like, boy, these are some jacked fans. Good for them. <laughs> there was more plants there than fucking Indiana and in corn season. <laughs> I was going to go with Poison Ivy and um, Assault on Arkham. Nice. Very nice. Hot yes, the movie, Jupiter. not the game. Yeah. Yes, I'm referencing the movie, not the game. The Ass- game's so good. Oh, it is. Like, like all those I think, games are good. I think Arkham City might be the peak for me, only because Arkham Origins, the map was so big, it took forever to do anything and go anywhere. Yeah. And Arkham Asylum, it was absolutely masterful for the first one. But yeah. then Arkham City, they just, they, they figured it out, they knew what to do, and they did it. I I bought Gotham Knights, but I haven't played it yet. I need to play it. But my idiosyncratic routine to ass, fucking anytime I have a minute, I just turn on my Xbox, play Age of Empires 2, or like Stardew Valley, or fucking uh, WWE 2K23. It's just typically just what I do. It's just my go-to. Because with, with Gotham Knight, I have to go put the disc in and all that. Those other games, I just, they're digital, so I don't have to. I just push the button and they're right there. That's just like the ultimate lazy that's like when you know you're an ultimate lazy gamer where you're like, I don't want to play this game I bought because it means I have to put the disc in. The <laughs> that's, when, that's when you reached Wally levels of lazy. Yeah. Ow. Like at um, the very end where they're all just like confined to their chair with the TV beaming into their face. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all And that reminds me, we're all going to be th- speaking of Batman, the future of everything is the Riddler's fucking box in Batman Forever. That's what's going to be the next thing. People are just going to have shit beamed directly into their fucking brains. And it's like, yeah, whatever. I don't like that. But that's no. what it's going to be. Like, I think we've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> even, um, even the Oculus, I can't help but think, your whole life you're told not to sit too close to the TV. So our solution was to put a TV three inches from our face but to be fair they had some there was depth perception and you know yeah i get what you're saying but and it was right in your face but then the depth perception made it so it wasn't blind i don't i don't know the the technical aspects of it but it seems that way i do like watch like okay so i have the the playstation vr which i really like i mean they don't make much for it anymore but um i have this game for my ps4 uh Ghosts of Tsushima. Okay. Holy shit, that game's so good. Especially if you're like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if like saying weeb is a bad word. Like, <laughs> I, but like, like look, look at me right now. Okay. I have a fucking top knot and I have this goatee. I look more like a fucking samurai without my mask on every day. <laughs> every day. And plus it's turning gray. So not only do I look like a samurai, I look like an older samurai. So I look like fucking uh yo jimbo or some shit <laughs> you know um i noticed that today was, and and the first thing my wife says like because because like, i get called like my friends call me a weeb all the time which i don't even understand what that means it's just i looked it up and it, it wasn't like a racist term or anything apparently Isn't it's it just a non-japanese person who likes japanese culture yeah who, who was like really likes japanese culture and i do 
fuck i'm even a i'm even i even practice like kind of sort of not as much as i used to but i even practice shintoism that's like my religion so like so my friends always give me a bunch of shit they're like i i was playing animal crossing in my one of my rooms my house was like nothing but like japanese like like armor and swords and shit all over the place and my buddy was like it's like you're such a weeb bro and i'm like i don't see anything wrong with that like i'm cool with that as long as the japanese people are cool with that i don't i don't see where there's a problem provided you don't wind up with one of those like anime body pillow girls yeah no (laughs) that's where i start to draw the line and go okay you might want to tone it down a little i'm not creepy like (laughs) i don't watch hentai or anything weird like that that shit's fucked up i don't I don't watch any of that shit. I don't like go out of my way to watch Asian porn or anything like that. I just, I like the culture. I like the Japanese culture. Like I like the, in the history, you know, like the Edo periods and the, the, the samurai and the things like that. I love all that shit. Like I, when my kid, I know we're going way fucking off, but discussion, but like when I can save it with the next line, don't worry. Okay. Fair. So when my kid was little, it was a baby. Like when my oldest was a baby, you know, I was, since I was a disabled vet, I would stay at home. I was a stay-at-home dad because it was actually cheaper for me not to work than pay for daycare. It was, it would actually would cost us more for me to go to work than it did to pay for daycare. So I stayed at home with kids So and my wife worked. So I was the one who got up in the middle of the night to make the bottles and change the diapers. It was all me. Like she occasionally did it when she didn't have to work. You know, I'm not going to say I did everything because I didn't do everything, but like I... I did it mostly just for her so that she could rest. So I'd get up with the kid and I would hold him and blah, blah. And he was crying all the goddamn time. The only thing I could do to make him chill was, and it it was something that I did to make myself chill. I would go watch Kurosawa movies. I would go in the front room and hold him with the bottle and we would watch like, and I would turn on Kurosawa movies until like 8 a.m. So maybe it was something about the score of like you know jimbo and and all those those flicks like seven samurai and all that that he really liked but yeah so that's that's how i did it so anyway you're lying so speaking of great things from japan eo sky took on charlotte <laughs> very good very nice king of the segue and here's the big takeaway apparently shotzi is really good friends with the production people okay because she didn't come out to scare bailey there was a whole production on the Titan Tron, and Bailey is doing the whole, I'm scared. I'm really scared. I'm really scared. So rather than stay at ringside, where she has an open view of everything around her, and just keeping a lookout, because I don't know if you know this, but Shotzi's pretty easy to spot. Yeah. Nope, she runs to the back, where she's now in danger because she can hide anywhere she wants. Yeah, Panic. It's panic. She didn't know what she was doing because she was so scared. So she ran right into the face of danger. That's what we're going to go with. Okay. That's what we're going to go with. That's the only way way I can think of to legitimize it. So, yeah, Charlotte ended up winning after hitting, um, oh, what the hell is her damn, natural selection. Yeah. Which is an awesome looking move. I wish she would use it more. I actually like it more than the figure eight. Yeah. And apparently, who is it? Who's the women's champion? Belair? Yeah. Bianca Belair either tested positive. I thought Oscar was the champion. Oh no, we're getting her. <laughs> okay. All right. So Bianca Belair either tested positive or was around someone who tested positive for COVID. Okay. So that's why she wasn't on the show. 
So Asuka just alone attacks Charlotte. So at SummerSlam, we're going to get Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca. Ah. Which kind of annoys me because Asuka feels like such an afterthought, even though she's the champion. Yeah, that is pretty weird. Yeah, because they were they were built. Hey, yeah, <laughs> they were they were build, building up Oscar to do all this shit, and then yeah, like you said, she's like a fucking second fiddle to everybody else. It was when she lost her first title match, and then she won the second one. Yeah. Where you just go, okay, she came back as the killer clown. Like you kind of have to establish she's now a badass. That that's that's where you run into. WWE's writers not knowing what the fuck they're doing. Like they just they don't. It's like they they come up with a concept of what they want to do, and then they just get bored writing it. It's like it would be like in that new Twisted Metal show. If the first thing we see is Sweet Tooth getting his ass kicked, then he's not going to mean as much later. Yeah, true. That show's out now, by the way. Oh, it is. I didn't. I thought it was held. When did I think it was out? Either way, I didn't know. Yeah, it's on the cock. Is it good? Have you seen any of it? I, I don't know. I don't watch shows until they're finished. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I get burned, dude. I get I get invested in a fucking character in a storyline, and then the, the streaming service cancels it. So it's like, I don't... I'm not going to cater to that shit. I know that's part of the problem. More people need to watch it for them not to cancel it. But like companies like Netflix and shit will just cancel shit even though it's popular. Like Just out of nowhere. Or you wind up with a god-awful ending, and then you spent, like, eight years of your life watching a thing, and then it was bad. Well, I know a lot of people would disagree with me here, but, like, I did not like the later, the season three they made of Twin Peaks. I was not, I love Twin Peaks. Like, Twin Peaks is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Mm -hmm. Like, it beats the hell out of X-Files for me, it beats the hell out of everything, you know. Um, But they ended it kind of on a down note which was whatever and then they came and then they i heard they were going to come back with it and i was like okay cool and then it was just it was just awful like some of the best parts of twin peaks were just not there like they didn't have agent cooper as agent cooper you know and that was one of the things that that made twin peaks so special is that cooper was so cool like he wanted to watch cooper because he was he was awesome it just didn't have the feeling to it and then they it was like and I like David Lynch, but sometimes David Lynch is too weird for the sake of weird. I'm worried that I'm about to run into this with the new Futurama season. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw the last episode that came I, out. I did watch the new, the first new episode, yeah. Like, I was pretty underwhelmed. Like, they hit all the jokes, just one of those, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty underwhelmed so far. It's the Fry TV episode? Yes. Yeah, it's fine. It reminded that the thing was I liked about it was that they didn't seem to change anything. It yes. just seemed like it was business as always. You know what I mean? That was actually what I found my problem was was like nothing happened I didn't expect to happen. Yeah. Which hey, they've got a whole season to go, so I'm sure I'll get something. <laughs> yeah, I, from what I've been told, because my wife's a big Futurama fan, so like from what I've been told, the next episode is going to be pretty funny. Okay, it's going to be interesting. So. Because she looks up like the episode synopses, or you know, and then I don't do that because I just want to be surprised. But yeah, whatever. So, well, speaking of things that make you go, yeah, whatever. We had Austin yeah. Theory, <laughs> <versus> <laughs> yeah, Santos Escobar. What? 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this this match before we get into it, like briefly, like I don't understand why they did it, and I it's like you want to build your matches up to the championship match, but now you've just basically taking a shit on your champion because you just let him fucking you let him go fucking someone go over on him like someone didn't just go over on him they went over on him clean and pretty dominant yeah like it was like yeah and i was i'm just yeah and i was just <laughs> like i'm i'm sitting there just like i don't know why they did this like it doesn't seem you know but i i fucking don't know everything you know i'm not like the fucking be all end all of writing i don't know everything i know what i like and what i don't i didn't like that you know so. The one thing about this match I did love was Escobar did a callback to all of his previous incarnations. Yeah. Like, we got the Phantom Driver from when he was El Hijo del Fantasma, and he also did the arrow just before the dive for when he was King Cuerno. Yeah. Personally, was my favorite iteration. Fair. Nice. And it's not even anything he's doing now that's I don't like. I just like what he did then more. And maybe if he was the more vicious side now, I'd be more into it. Maybe that's what they're trying to do, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna do anything to hinder their LWO sales. Right. You know, they're not gonna do. They're making too much money off that shit, especially since Carlito's apparently coming back too. Oh, he signed. He's in. Yeah, so he's supposed to come back. So, which I don't know what supplements he was taking while he was in Puerto Rico, but dude was jacked at that Puerto Rico show. He was jacked when I hung out with him like like 10 years ago. Well, not even 10. It wasn't even 10 years. It was like seven years ago. I was hanging out with him backstage, and he was jacked then. And I didn't bother to ask him. I was just like, I didn't be like, hey, why, uh, why are you so jacked? You know, but like, I, I just noticed. I'm like, god damn, bro's like fucking twice the size he used to be. You know, like, and he um, fucking loved Carly. He was such a fun guy to hang around with and talk to. Like, that was a highlight of my indie wrestling career was hanging out with Carlito. I don't know why, but I always thought it was funny how he would take a clothesline. Because yeah. he takes a clothesline by like almost crossing his arms under him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like he, I don't know. He's just, he's solid. I was always, I was sad to see him leave, but he didn't really want to be there. No, you could tell by the end. He was like showing up late and shit. Itch had an itch in my ear. Sorry. Okay. Um. So what was what I saw the yeah I saw I watched, I watched SmackDown. I don't know if I. What was the main event? The main event was well we had two. The wrestling main event was Dominic Mysterio versus Butch. Okay. Which was a fun match, like. I love that people online are doing the whole Dominic never wins anything on his own. Like that's the point. Yeah, that's the where the like, heat comes from. That's the entire shtick. Yeah, you know he's not supposed to be like the fucking dominant. He's supposed to be the little bastard that gets away with shit. Right. Like, are are you also mad that Gallagher smashes a watermelon? Like, <laughs> nice. Like, that's yes. Awesome. Here's the whole thing: is Judgment Day runs out, Rhea Ripley does a thing, and Dominic wins barely. Yeah, I mean, that's why it was so funny. Like, that's why it was so rewarding when in NXT where he went over on Wesley. 
because it was just like, oh god damn him, and he's get oh he's gonna get so much heat for this. And it took the entire Judgment Day to do it, right? So like people on Twitter who were doing the whole Wesley is buried, like Wesley is probably being called up to the main roster, yep. and he lost when Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley had to interfere. Yeah, it took fucking four guys. <laughs> Like if that's a burial, I don't, I, I don't know how to help. No, that's more like he was still gonna pull one over even after four guys were beating on him. Right. You know, like, yeah. People on the internet just need to shut the fuck up, man. Like they, these fucking guys, they don't know shit about shit. I feel like people don't know what the word buried means. Like if someone loses a match, they're not buried. Yeah. 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 They don't. They don't. People on the internet, these motherfuckers have, like I'd say 99% of these guys never been in a ring, never fucking been in a match, never written anything. They've never written a fucking script or a story or even like, you know, whether they think they wrote a movie script at Starbucks or some bullshit, but they've never written for TV and that's harder. You know, in my experience, is writing for TV is so much fucking harder than writing a movie script. Movie script, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. TV, it has to be formulaic, right? Even in even in wrestling, so they they just don't know shit. And then they like, I don't know, fuck people, dude. Sometimes, like, <laughs> like people, sometimes, and it's not all people. It's just these people, those people. It's like just shut the fuck up and watch wrestling and enjoy it, right? You know what I mean? Like, and I and that's really shitty for me to say coming from the guy that keeps tearing it apart. <laughs> But that's what we do. Like, like, and I have, I have the fuck, I have the fucking experience and the chops and the training to fucking analyze stuff. Is what I, is what I do, you know. And I was in the, and I was in the business and on a smaller scale. So I feel like maybe I'm not, but I feel like I have more of a. There's a little carte blanche there. Yeah, there's a little. I mean, like I said, you know, I feel like, yeah, exactly what you said. Fuck it. <laughs> Uh, so the talking main event we got is Roman will face off with Jay in a, uh, uh, what is it, tribal warfare match. Which, yeah. for those of you who don't know what that is, no disqualification. There. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jay even said he can hit him with a chair. He can get him with a table. He can take that woman's left shoe, which, th- thank God it was the left and not the right, because then you know he means serious business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, we need to stop doing that. People are gonna get so <laughs> mad at us, or they're just gonna be like, "That's hilarious." I don't know. I bet you anything. Like some of our more like frequent listeners, like Kenny, <laughs> I, Kenny, would <laughs> like, <laughs> be like laughing the whole time. So I guess it's fine as long as we get one. That's what Jonah told me. He's like, as long as you have one person who enjoys what you're doing, then that's then you're good. Like so that's good advice. I don't know. I'm picturing that rock band that has the one diehard fan and they just look across the street at Madison Square Garden and go, Yeah, it'd be really cool to fill that though. <laughs> Instead they're playing with the they're playing on the corner with their fucking guitars open to get money. Did you see oh my god, it's it's a video on Instagram. I'm sure it's elsewhere too, but it's this death metal band and they're going absolutely ape shit in a barn. And then the camera just goes to the crowd and there's two people. (laughs) (laughs) And it sucks because, man, if you've ever performed at the bottom level, you know exactly what that feels like. 
was in Airheads. Like, you fucking don't know what it's like to play at a club and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends. <laughs> By the way, if you've never, whoever's listening, if you've never seen the movie Airheads with Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi, like, you need to fucking watch that right now because that movie is amazing. Oh, and this is when Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser were Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser. Peak. Just as the kids say, that was peak. <laughs> My kids said that to me the other day. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like peak, like Pike's peak. And he's like, what's Pike's, Pike's peak? I'm like, you don't know shit about shit. Don't tell me peak. if You don't even know Pike's peak. Okay. Oh, I finally had the moment. Someone does the whole, oh, what they say. They said Riz and on fleek. The fuck does that mean? I just kind of had to sit there and have my Peter Griffin moment of, well, the important thing is you tried. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap, Lois, you're speaking in tongues. (laughs) Right, like, okay, um, connected to nothing. I'm just going to Google something real quick. What the fuck did that mean? (laughs) Ryan, Ryan, why are the kids talking strangely? (laughs) which you know i don't know why this made me think of this but from experience if you're ever in the doctor's office and you show them something and they just go oh you know i i forgot my pen i'll be right back rest assured they're in the next room with a medical textbook going what the fuck was that (laughs) (laughs) they're just like the last time i saw this was on a trauma movie what is going on (laughs) Like, when when I worked sick call, I never brought a pen with me right away, because I always wanted to see what it was, so I had an idea of what I was going to write, and if it was something I had never seen before, I was in the next room like, holy shit, that was fucking gross, I have no idea what that was. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry, I gotta check my chimes again. You're good. Like but it's then we had my show... Then we had my show of the week, Collision, which they've established themselves. This is the show for if you just want wrestling. Like, solid, good wrestling. That was a show that Tony made to cater to Jim Cornette. That's what (laughs) it seems like to me. It does, yes. And he... And he praises it like all the time. He praises how good Collision is. Like I I think he's got a boner for CM Punk, though, so... Still, I love Jim Cornette fawning over the greatness of Collision. Yeah, that's so funny. Like when he says the whole, this one I'm actually going to watch live because it's so good you don't have to fast forward anything. Like, okay. <laughs> you, you know you can still watch it later. Like, that, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> Plus, I think Jim Cornette's out of the key demo, so they theoretically don't matter. <laughs> uh, I would love if there was a breakdown of 18 to... 49 or whatever the age breakdown is and then at the very bottom did Jim Cornette watch live <laughs> God I was listening to him the other day like I said it like we always say I don't agree with like 70 80 percent of what he says but but he's still very fucking funny to listen to like it just is he gets on his tangents and shit it's so funny um <laughs> And it's like, if you can, like, take out, if, if you, you got to look at it this way. He's playing a fucking heel. You know what I mean? Right. He's playing a heel. He's doing it in a realistic manner. 
for all we fucking know, he loves AEW. He's just doing this. <laughs> because that's something I could see fucking Jim Cornette doing. But if he is doing that, that's Andy Kaufman level right there. Yes. The way he does it. But fuck, he knew Andy Kaufman. So, you know, maybe he is. I could see it being just him fucking working the gimmick. Right. Why not? You know what I mean? So like, these people that get all mad at him, it's like, you people were fucking buying. Like when people call you Marks and you get <laughs> mad about it. Well, this is a prime example as to why people call you Marks. Also, because you're buying you're, this shit. Also, you're listening to him. Yeah. You're giving him the fucking. <laughs> like, you're why he has the sponsors and whatnot. That Did you hear the story? Apparently, whoever it was that was in charge of their sponsors wasn't paying Jim or Brian. <laughs> really yeah they they had a whole hour-long rant of how they absolutely hate this guy they're gonna ruin his life all that stuff (laughs) it it just in a business sense if you don't pay people they notice that (laughs) yes that's the first that's the first fucking thing they know so even milton from office space noticed that (laughs) shit right Hey, if it receives my paycheck this week, <laughs> you're like, "Hey, um, my my paycheck seems a little low because it says zero. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I clocked in because I recorded it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what was what was the 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 big match was the tag team match, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, we had. Or was it Rick? Yeah, it Christian Ricky and Ricky Starks? Starks against Punk and Sad Boy. Yes, okay. See, I said yes that time. <laughs> well saved. Well saved. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost That's as funny. It. When when LA Knight becomes a face, like a true face to the point WWE says it, the heel comes out. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> When everyone's just like all oh, like want to repeat him, he changes it up. Or nah. Or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Orange Cassidy line. <laughs> maybe. Um, I, I was saying next week I'm gonna try. I can't make any promises because I don't know what his schedule looks like. But I think next week for our podcast, if everything lines up, I'll try to get Ophidian on here with us. Oh, that'd be cool. And we can talk with him about Chikara and we can talk with him about, you know, like the current product. That's why you should really talk to him and see his opinions. And because he came up with a lot of those guys, like he and Orange Cassie were pretty, pretty tight. And he He uh, said he and Gacy. Yeah, he Gacy drew Gulak like they're all they were all in there together. And Claudio was one of the people like Ophidian worked with Claudio, helped train people. Like, so it'll be a nice insight. Um, yeah, Claudio. Even went... though, even though Fidian's fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, but like Claudio was in CZW when they did the invasion of Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I did love what was it? His his gimmick was like a Swiss banker. <laughs> so, so just to make sure, you're a Swiss banker who apparently either loves wrestling or can't make ends meet as a Swiss banker and has to moonlight in CZW. Jesus, that's a that's a fucking terrible job. It's like, oh, I'm a banker, but I have to work for like where we the company blades more than Moxley. Well, like it's like WWF in the '90s when every wrestler had a job. Yeah, like TL Hopper, the plumber. 
and Duke Drosy, the garbage man. Even the goon who like he, he was a he's hockey a hockey player. player who also can't pay the bills. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Fuck, they even had a, a, a magician who was like Phantasmo or something like that. Yes, yes, they did. And, and hell, they had a they had a gimmick where it was a it was like a 1930s brawler. Oh, that's right. Big bully Busick. Yes. And he had Harvey Whippleman with him. That was his manager. Former WWF women's champion Harvey Whippleman. Yeah. Well, I remember I remember Busick, like Mike McGurk was still there then. She was doing the announcing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and big bully Busick would like bully her, like literally like bully her in the ring, like part of the gimmick, like being like, oh, really? You're scared of me? Blah. Like, turn of the century. <laughs> turn of the century, bully. Um, but yeah, like, that was, yeah. Um, but yeah, the other big thing about this show was Billy Gunn left his boots in the ring. Which they, I yeah, kind of refuse weird. to believe this is a real retirement. Yeah. yeah. I'm picturing Billy took the pin. He's doing the whole, I can't get it done anymore and whatnot. And the acclaimed are going to talk him go to put the boots back on, and they win the trios championship. It'd be interesting if they did that. Give give Billy one more like championship run, and give the acclaimed another like chance at being who they used to be. Give them something to do. Now I will say this: it took Billy forever to get those boots off. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> I still think it would have been interesting to have him turn on the acclaimed and join his kids back again, but like as a heel, I think it would have been a little bit cooler. Have they even had his kids like doing anything? Yeah, they um I'm sorry, but it's so stupid. They have the gun boys working with Bullet Club Gold and they're the bang oh, bang gang. That's right. Ugh. Jesus. Which like if you told me we're going to take the guns and we're going to pair them with Bullet Club Gold, I would go, that's wonderful. That's a great idea. What do we call this unit? The Bang Bang Gang. And that was your first idea, I assume, and you're coming so, back with the real one? It sounds like a strip club. It sounds like a website you can go to. Yeah, it sounds like a website <laughs> slash strip club. Right. It sounds like a strip club where they have webcams in there and you don't know. That's what it sounds. That's what it sounds like. Like that movie Vacancy, but like at a <laughs> at a strip club, or bang bang, or any Jean Claude Van Damme movie after a certain point, <laughs> where he's constantly saying "blacks of underwear." Right? <laughs> Why would I wear? I would never wear blacks of underwear. <laughs> that was from Double Impact. Oh, a classic! So many of his movies are so classic. And I'm still Jake. You watch Bloodsport right now. If you're not watching Bloodsport right now, Jake, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. I still think we do that. The next space is after Dynamite. We all push play on Bloodsport. Fuck it. Why not? I know know Kenny won't because he's going to be at work, but he can listen to us like we can listen to us like have our love fest for Bloodsport. (laughs) And and then the next week we'll do double impact. (laughs) I love it. We'll just go through the Van Damme library. Yeah, and then we'll and except for like after after uh, the quest, it's not so much like we like. I guess you're you're okay to watch Universal Soldier: The Return with Bill Goldberg and like Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. 
if but someone like, can sign Bill Goldberg to his final retirement match that he wants, that's the movie we follow it with. Yes. Some people would say Santa Slay, but no, Santa Slay Santa Slay's is too good for Right. No, it's too good. We need Universal Soldier. Actually, you know what, to be fair, Universal Soldier the Return was fine. It was way the fuck better than all of Van Damme's straight to video shit he did when like like his first one I remember was like on USA. <laughs> it was on USA as a as a straight to USA or maybe sci-fi channel, but I think it was USA. It was called Replicant. It was basically it was basically fucking Blade Runner. Like with Van Damme, which I'm like, okay. Blade Runner with Van Damme. I, I'll take it. Is Sean just, Young in this too? Oh, I just love that scene in Universal Soldier the Return where they're driving around, they see a strip club, and Van Damme, places like that always have the internet. Like, so does the library you guys just passed. Like just throwing that out there, dude. What is it there? Like, what's a library? Right. Oh my god, to think when you're a kid you're taught the Dewey Decimal System and you'll need this for the rest of your life. Yeah, we had to learn that shit for no reason. <laughs> Did you ever have to use microfish? Because I had to use that shit. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I was told you wouldn't always have a calculator in your pocket. Like, well, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I have one that that probably is going to kill me from radiation poisoning from like 30 <laughs> years of use. Exactly. It's called my phone. <laughs> Like, quite literally, we walk around with the <laughs> Library of Alexandria in our pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Like, we have everything at our fingertips now. And I think that's the problem. We don't have to work for anything anymore. No. Like, everything, is, everything is just accessible. Especially, like, and I sounds like a fucking old man. But, you know, what? I'm getting there, so I might as well just fucking own it. That's one thing that's, like, problem with kids like they're never gonna have to earn the fucking information like when i was a kid if i wanted to learn something about something i would go to my goddamn encyclopedia you know i was one of those kids fortunate enough to have a set of encyclopedias at my house and i learned a lot of shit not as much as my wife my wife they were they didn't have cable they didn't have internet they had nothing like forever and they lived out in the woods, like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like you had to drive through BFE to get to their house. It wasn't in BFE. It was on the other side of it. And for fun, they would, their mom and dad would be like, okay, go and look, go read the encyclopedia, like go read F. And they would just grab the encyclopedias and read them like, like they were fucking fiction novels. And that's what they did as kids. They read encyclopedias and they went out to the woods and shot each other in the face with paintballs. <laughs> but first they read encyclopedias. <laughs> oh yeah, my wife tells me stories all the time about her her little, her youngest little brother because she's like, my wife had, she had like four siblings or three siblings she, and she, they would corner her little brother, all three of them and like put him in the woods and they would just all like just fucking point blank paintball shoot, shoot him. <laughs> Well, I hope one thing they found under F on the encyclopedias was first aid. <laughs> I, I sure fucking hope so. But yeah, that was always funny because I was just like, God, if I, if my, like, I was, my mom was overprotective. Like, she wouldn't let me do shit. 
like I wasn't able to do anything. Um, so like her parents were just like, and my wife, she, she told, we were talking about this the other day. She describes herself when people are like, what was your childhood? Like, she's like, I was a feral child. That's fair. <laughs> You've met her. Yeah. And they, she spent like 99% of her childhood in the woods, like fucking climbing trees and like she apparently shooting her brother in the face with paintballs at point blank range. You know, like that's what she did. Building engines. Like she did that. Her dad just would make her go up into a shop up on the the hill. They had in the back. They had like 20 acres of woods. And he had like this giant shop back there. And he would just be like, oh, you're bored? Well, you come back here and build this engine. <laughs> so she'd grab the encyclopedia and read about engines. And figure it out. <laughs> and she would go up there and she would put an engine together. There's no internet at this time, you know, and right. she would just put engines together. Like that's what she did for fun. That is one cool thing about YouTube is like, I had no idea how to change a headlight until finally it clicked. Why am I paying some asshole $50 more than I should when I could just YouTube how to change a headlight? Right. That's what I, I yeah. Cause that's one thing I, and we're digressing again, which we do on this show. So if you don't <laughs> like it, you probably shouldn't be listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to fix my lawnmower, my riding lawnmower, because I was mowing the other day and we have like two acres, you know, and so I, I have to have a riding lawnmower or I'll right. fucking die. Um, well, plus just time consumption alone. That, yes. And I was, I was riding the mower, blah, 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 and all of a sudden it just went into a slow, like it was, it was still working. It was just slow and it, it was just moving, creeping. And I'm like, ah, oh, God damn it. What did it, what happened now? So I think that the drive belt went out. So I have to learn how to replace the drive belt in my mower, which is why YouTube's awesome because I am, I am not mechanically inclined, not without (laughs) a fucking roadmap. (laughs) Like you, you, you heard about what happened to my last computer when I tried to upgrade it. Yes, I did. Fuck me. (laughs) That cost me, that cost me the ability to watch AEW, (laughs) which, okay, not, Eh. <laughs> that's, that's not fair that's not funny i get it. it is funny but well if you mean... wanted i think you could still get it on fight tv oh can i yeah we'll, we'll uh... discuss the methods when it's not recording <laughs> <laughs> everything you hear blah, 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 blah. i was not responsible for this on the podcast okay well i always love when they discuss like how people are watching pay-per-views and all that and do the whole now i'm not gonna say it because i don't want anyone else to know like i'm pretty sure they already know dude like i'm gonna blow your mind i'm pretty sure the heads of giant networks know how people are getting over on them oh i'm sure yeah that's on that's why netflix stopped allowing password sharing and these are the assholes who came up with the whole sharing is caring yeah that yeah i was getting ready to say that that was the the fucking ceo was the asshole that was telling us all share your password it's fine (laughs) and then like Two years later, he's like, shame on you for sharing your password. <laughs> Trying to give us a fucking virtual spanking. But go fuck yourself, bro. Now, granted, when my girlfriend and I broke up, yeah, I changed the password. <laughs> <laughs> and I was fine with, look, I'm cool with my mother having my password. I'm cool with my father having my password. But fuck Victoria. <laughs> I don't know if I should, like, stop saying the F-bomb as much now that I had that article at Fangoria. More people might have their eyes on the show. They're gonna be like that guy says the f word a lot, and my only excuse is gonna be I'm a war veteran. 
Like that's if that's the worst thing I do. Like I'm a war veteran with PTSD. If that's the worst thing I do, it's a victory for mankind. <laughs> I, I would just like to bring up I recycle. There you go. <laughs> that that is my plan. Like, okay, I've got kind of a potty mouth. I pursue sins of the flesh on a nightly basis, but god damn it, I recycle. <laughs> <laughs> and you say it verbatim at the gate. God damn it, I recycle. And it's like, oh yeah, but you just said god damn it. So well, hey, yeah. that is my plan. If they say, sorry, we can't let you in, just turn around. You know, not for nothing. I didn't abandon my kid with some carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me later. In, if you're already in trouble, you might as well go for it. <laughs> Remind me later after this podcast, when I was in my master's program, I had to write like a weird story, right? And I got an A plus on what I wrote, but I also got a like finger wagging at me telling me not to do it and i did it i got a good grade because it was well done and it met all the the rubric but remind me and i'll send it to you it's a story all about jesus oh no (laughs) it it wasn't that bad it was it was funny like it wasn't i wasn't insulting jesus i was just i was insulting the stories that people tell about jesus is it worse than my bit about all the things Jesus can't do because of the holes in his hand? It's not that bad. <laughs> but no, that Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> See what I did there? Well, like, I want you to picture... Jim Caviezel, a... dude. Well, like, what? I want you to picture there's a fly going around, and you're trying to clap it out of the air. Problem is, there's holes in the middle of your hand, so you can't get him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, the fly, he sees this thing coming at him, clap, and he's alive. And he just goes, whoa, that was crazy. Damn this stigmata. (laughs) Isn't that what it's called when you bleed from the hands or whatever? Is that the eyes? Stigmata is like the eyes, isn't it? I don't know. I can't. I would picture bleeding from the hands would just be called bleeding. No? No, I'm pretty, I think it's stigmata. But then there was that movie stigmata where they were like bleeding from their eyes or some shit. So now I've got to look that up while we're doing this because now. Oh, bodily marks, scars, or pains corresponding to those of the crucified Jesus Christ. Yes, that's what I was right. Okay. I had no idea that was a thing. Ah, Jesus Christ. I was and on it. Now yeah. I'm going to be more of an asshole about that bit. Stigmata. <laughs> I think that movie had what Patricia Arquette in it or something. Do you remember that movie? I do not. I did not know it even was a movie. Yeah, let's go to IMDb because when I was in my, it was really funny because when I was in my, um, yep, Patricia Arquette from 1999. Yes, came out like the same time as like End of Days, I think. Yeah, End of Days came out in 1999. Also, apparently that was a year for like that kind of movie. That and then, two, the one... then in 2000, we got The Cell with J-Lo and Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. End of Days had Schwarzenegger, no? Yeah. Yep, yes, it was... okay. God, who was... It was Schwarzenegger. Was it, was it a Winona Ryder? And that with that him? sounds right. I have to look this up. Like uh, Robin Turney, Gabriel oh, it, was, it was Robert Robin Tunney. It was not. Yeah, it was Robin Tunney from the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. I love they had Udo Kier as the head priest. <laughs> Udo Kier as the guy that's always the same character. 
but exactly. Just, but but playing a different role. <laughs> and it had like, Mir- Miriam Margoyle Golis Golis. Like, like it's impossible to picture Aubrey Plaza as anything but Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yeah, even though yeah, even though she's in um. They said that she's going to be in uh, what movie are they talking about or what series? I just saw this article about Aubrey Plaza being in something that was like prominent. And now when I was in my undergrad my um, I took one of the pre-law classes, pre-media law classes I took and one of the questions they said in class was What's the what's the greatest app that you can have? What's the best app on the internet? And I was like, IMDB. He's like, absolutely right. Because apparently that's the one most people use. I don't um, know. Was it one of my coworkers? She saw Jim Parsons in a very serious role as like a doctor or something like that. Yeah. And she even yeah. said, nope, you're Sheldon Cooper now. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're Sheldon. <laughs> That's that's pretty funny. Oh yeah, she's in um, the uh, the the new Marvel series that's coming out. She's gonna be in. Uh, she's gonna play Death. Oh, is it um not Sandman? That already no, came out, didn't it's it? It's not Sandman. It's not Marvel anyway. But it's um the uh the the spinoff of of uh the scarlet witch thingy agatha coven of chaos okay yeah yeah i love opry plaza like she's like like if i had to pick a hall pass <laughs> i'd be like i'd be like ah i think opry plaza would be my hall pass <laughs> i don't know why it just seems fine <laughs> i don't know like it's like i don't know i like I never... how your hall pass description is it's it'd be okay it's fine <laughs> like yeah i don't yeah yeah oh one of my oh, friends yeah. oh yeah one of my friends brought everybody crashing down we were just joking hall passes and whatnot and he just looks over and goes yeah the only problem is i think the hall pass has to be okay with you having that hall pass <laughs> that's very true like ah darn that's right yeah that's very true oh boy so do you want to talk about raw where if you didn't like the judgment day you were out of luck (laughs) sure uh so yeah we started off celebrating dominic as your new north american champion (laughs) dominic did have a great line it was on smackdown where he says if Rey Mysterio becomes the U.S. champion, it's not as impressive because Dominic's the champion of the entire North American continent. <laughs> so it's like, what, 47 countries, I think, and Rey's only champion of one? That's amazing. Which, like, God damn it, I never thought of it that way. Well done. Yeah, that well played, well played, clerks. Which, it, <laughs> it makes sense because when the Intercontinental Championship was first around, I first kind of understood it. Doesn't intercontinental kind of just encompass the world? You know, I thought intercontinental was like in the in the continent and intra 
intracontinental spanned across different continents. Okay. God damn it, I'm going to look this up now, too. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Or what was it? In AEW, the Mid-Atlantic Championship with their Japanese flags on it. <laughs> and you just look at it going, I don't think you did that well at geography. Okay, I had it backwards. Intra in, would be inter. Intra is within a continent. And inter is inter is like outside of like several continents, spans across continents. So, okay. Yes. You know what words I am 100% convinced I have always used backwards and have no idea how to fix it? What's that? Than and then. I have no idea which one to use and when. Then is like, then is like when you're doing comparisons. And then is more of a time frame? Yes. Okay, I've been using it right a solid 68% of the time. Hey, you can't go wrong. That's that's a D, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a D. You're good. You're solid. Well, you're not gonna, don't get an F. I fuck up words all the time, dude. Like the last driving thing where I said inspiring instead of aspiring. I'm pretty sure that was sleep deprivation <laughs> because I was still editing, I think, the season when I wrote that letter. So like I was getting like three hours, four hours of sleep at night. So, oh, I did this at work not long ago. I was writing something out and I was writing something and it sounded really, really good. Then I get halfway through a word and just go, shit. <laughs> My coworker, <laughs> what's wrong? I just realized I don't know how to spell this word. <laughs> I always forget weird shit. Like one time I forgot who Spock was. What? Yeah, I was just like, I, like I don't who know. who the actor was or the character itself? Just the character. <laughs> Like, I was just thinking, I was like, 20 years guy on Star Trek, what the fuck was his name? And it was like, took me like three hours. I'm like, oh yeah, fucking Spock. Why the <laughs> fuck didn't I know that? Yeah. Son of a bitch. One of my coworkers, she was talking about, oh, who was it? She was talking about Chris Rock. And she says one of her favorite things she ever saw was, Kevin Hart talking to Chris Rock going, yeah, he finally bought his mom a house a billion dollars later. And it clicks for all of us going, that's The Rock, not Chris Rock. And she goes, right, he played Donkey in Shrek. Like, no, that's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and so finally, I just burst <laughs> in with, yeah, you know, the chick from 8 Mile. That's Brittany Murphy. Right, she's saying, oops, I did it again. That's Britney Spears. Right, the wrestler from AEW. That's Sean Spears. Right, <laughs> the flying to me. You know, the X Games guy. Like, no, that's Sean. And we just kept going. That's a fun game. That'd be a fun game for a road trip. That would be. That's a you know, good like, one. The 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 one thing I got last time I was we did a road trip. And always digressing on this fucking show, I swear. <laughs> It's one of more the things than raw well i was explaining like i explained i think i explained to you before and i explained to other people when i was doing my undergrad one of my professors was a former black supremacist <laughs> and she was like, like black panther level in like the 70s you know or late you know and i loved this lady she was one of my favorite people in the world still do she's great and uh <laughs> i took a class with her called it was, it was called african-american film studies right right she renamed the class black on black film <laughs> and i'm like are you allowed to do that this is college you know and she's like i can do whatever i want it's my fucking class 
I'm like, Fair no enough. argument, no argument here. But how many people <laughs> signed up for that class and got in just going, oh. There were six people that signed up for the class. <laughs> By the time the class was over, there were three of us. It was me and Billy, who I convinced to join the class because he needed an elective credit. So he joined the class. I saved his ass in that class. And I'll tell you how I'll tell you how in just a minute. And then um some rando kid who would just say the most inappropriate fucking things to a fucking and to a former black supremacist teacher who was teaching a, a class on African American film studies. Like he would just say the stupidest fucking shit. Like literally in class. And now get now now listen to this too. This is even funnier about this professor. She is a minister now. Okay. And she looks up at this kid and he says something. She's like, do you fuck? She goes, she literally said, well, I don't think she said fucking, but she said, do you like listen to what you're saying when you speak? Do you think about the words you're about to say before you speak or did it just come out because you're an idiot? <laughs> and Billy and I are sitting back just because this kid, dude, we just, we just wanted this kid to go away. Like we were like, just shut up. He would say the stupidest shit. And we would, Billy and I would both just like, God, just shut up. And for those of you curious, if your professor calls you an idiot, you have problems. Oh my God. Like, and, like come midterms and finals, you have a problem on your hands. Oh, yes. So I say Billy's ass in that class because she was a very professional, like teach, like professor. Like she, when we would do our final like our final pro, like our final for the classes, we'd have to write a paper. It's like a 20 page paper. And then we would have to do a PowerPoint presentation and a speech. Well, part of the grade for the speech is dress. Like you have to dress professionally while you give this, while you give your speech. And she said suit and she wanted a jacket and a tie. Well, I lived, in, you know, like all my shit was in, is it was in the college time rather because I lived in a house with my family because I was in college much later. So my kids and wife, we all lived. So I had all my stuff. Billy didn't have a suit jacket. And he couldn't get one in time for it. So we went to class and he was given his, his getting ready to give his final presentation. And he's like, I don't have a, a, a suit jacket. And she's like, you know, there's a men's warehouse. You could have went and rented one or whatever. It's part of the grade. So I'm like, hey, I have a jacket. And I take mine off. And I go, here. And I put it on him. <laughs> and I looked over at her. I go, does that count? And she's like, yep, that counts. And she looks over at Billy. And she's like, you're lucky you have a really good friend. <laughs> and then I, then after his speech, I did a, uh, I did a 30-minute presentation about how Samuel L. Jackson is one of the greatest human beings to ever exist. I mean, that's, that's just accepted knowledge. That's fucking true. <laughs> and it was great because I got to talk about Death by Temptation. I got to talk about like real eclectic Samuel Jackson movies like National Lampoon Presents Loaded Weapon 1. You remember that movie? Yes, I've seen yeah. it one time. But no yes. one remembers that shit. I'm like, it was a fucking spoof of Lethal Weapon. It was fucking it was Samuel Jackson and Emilio Estevez. And they even did a fucking like, like uh, head and shoulders on the guy and the guy that did that was i think it was the guy who played proctor in police academy and he's like 
hey, it's tingling because Samuel L. Jackson gave him head and shoulders because he had dandruff. And he comes up and he goes, it's tingling. And then Samuel L. Jackson looks up and goes, that means it's working. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so underrated and underappreciated. It's so fucking stupid, but it's it's great. Anyway, let's get back to wrestling because I keep fucking going off on tangents. Uh, so we had... Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark, and if Becky loses, she must tattoo "Thank You, Trish" on her chest. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. Right? Like we know she's not going to. Like yeah. we're very aware of this. You might as well throw us the script. Like you might yeah. as well just do. We did this segment. Here's the script for how it's going to turn out. We post it right on here for you to download on WWE.com. You might as well do that if you're going to do some stupid shit like that. Exactly. At least, at least try to make it believable. Ah. But yeah, I'm liking Trish in this role. Zoe, so here's what I noticed about Zoe. She does a lot of moves that are high impact on her knees, even though she's had surgery to repair them already. Like yeah, she, she might want to tone back. Exactly. Like, dude, you do not need to do all this. No, she's on the main roster now. She doesn't have to do anything. Right. All she's got to do is read a script and then occasionally the wrestling happens. Like, plus, you're there with Trish. Like, do the things she used to do because she got over. Yeah, and you're like her protege or whatever. So, like, start doing the stratisfaction. Start doing, like, the... The chick kick. The And then, and then do a whole storyline where it becomes a thing where, like, Zoe does it better. Right. And then they have this falling out where like then they have a match where Zoe does it better and she does the chick kick better than Trish and she does the stratisfaction and all that shit. And then they end it like the, the stratisfaction versus the stratisfaction. Football helmets. Like on the Especially front. because it's gotta be easier than that move Zoe does where like the Z360, it's like a go to sleep but a flip in the middle. It's pretty neat though. It is. Yeah. It I'm picturing okay uh, that sounds way harder than just kick <laughs> yes by the way just for those listening trish stratus is 47 years old yeah she makes she me look like i'm amazing. 95 yeah she makes me look like i never have taken care of myself ever which yeah <laughs> you know it's not that far off i like whoppers <laughs> fuck off <laughs> i had one before we started oh man that's not fair now i want a whopper son of a bitch and i'm so excited they're building a burger king that's on my way to work nice <laughs> which means chris sandwiches i will I must... die on this hill the burger king chris sandwich is better than the mcdonald's biscuit but the mcdonald's biscuit blows away the burger king biscuit that's fair. It's a fair assessment. I can't, I'm not supposed to eat any of that shit. Like, I'm not, like, like my doctors didn't say you can't eat that anymore, but like, I've told myself I'm not allowed to eat any of that shit because it just, it just doesn't work for me anymore. No, like, I get it. Yeah. It's just like my, my body's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, those days are done, buddy. Those days are done. You've had your fill of Whoppers. No more. No more croissants for you, bro. Oh, like 90% of the time I've started eating clean. So it's just chicken, salad, broccoli, cauliflower, rice. Now and then I throw in mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not at the same time. I definitely, I separate the mashed potatoes and the mac and cheese. That's Don't mix them together? No, that's just heresy. <laughs> like, I think if you do that, you're just automatically... Okay, so we talked about when you're interviewing to get into heaven. If God finds out you mixed your mac and cheese and your mashed potatoes, you're just immediately not let in. So are you saying that everybody who fucking eats the famous bowl from KFC is going to hell? Well, no, because that's corn. (laughs) (laughs) And mashed potatoes and gravy and like a whole bunch of other shit. Pat Oswald has a great bit on that. He's like, you go to KFC. What's good here? Oh, our mashed potatoes are amazing, and you gotta get the gravy. Our corn, absolutely delicious. The chicken, you cannot go wrong. Like, okay, I want all of that in a bowl. Like, (laughs) together? Okay, or we could arrange it on a plate individually as if you're a human being with self-respect and dignity. Nope, I want a failure pile in a sadness bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. That's great. And apparently the CEO of Yum Enterprises who made this bowl actually responded to it with, I just wish Pat Oswalt could see the joy in people's faces when they bite into it. And Pat Oswalt said it best where he says his response should have been, who the fuck is Pat Oswalt? I'm a billionaire. I, I always love it when I drive through Louisville, Kentucky. I guess you could, you're not supposed to say Louisville. They don't like it. It's Louisville. Okay. Something like that. That's what you're supposed to. Say. My dad always told me that you have to say it exactly the right way. Like it's not Louisville as it, as it's spelled, and it's not Louisville because they don't like that. Like apparently they get pissed pissed people off when my dad was younger. But you have to call it Louisville. I'm like, okay, that sounds wrong, but whatever. I'll I'll play ball. <laughs> but it, when I go through Louisville, Kentucky, you always pass by the KFC Yum Center. Where they always have wrestling events. I remember they have wrestling events. They're like, Monday Night Raw here at the KFC Yum Center. We were driving through Louisville not too long ago with my kids in the car. And I looked over and was like, hey, look, kids, it's the KFC Yum Center. And my kids were like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. I'm like, oh, wait till they find out about the talking stick arena. (laughs) Like some of these arena names are just god awful. Yeah. Or they're the ones that are like named after banks or, or like realty finance, like Ruoff Center. Oh, we used to have in Virginia, they used to have the Nissan Pavilion, but yeah. now it's Jiffy Lube Live. <laughs> so, right. yes, you can see Kiss on their 12th farewell tour at the Jiffy Lube Live. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. I'll be back in a few minutes. All righty. All right. I will keep chatting, and Fantasco can decide if he wants to keep this in or not. But just for laughs, at the beginning of Raw, we have Sammy and Kevin come out, and they actually mention, hey, we've seen this movie before. We've beaten the Judgment Day before. And they're right. Luckily, there's like uh, eight members of this cast of characters, so they can do a whole different who's fighting who, when, and where. But at the same time, the tag team championship, once again, means next to nothing. And like, I absolutely hate that because you have tag teams, you have decent tag teams, you have good tag teams. And yet the tag team champions are not even involved in the tag team division right now. Eh, but 
What do I know? I've never booked a successful wrestling promotion. Now, just for fun, after the Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark match, we had Cody Rhodes come out to declare something none of us expected. He will end his feud with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Which, yeah, like, isn't that what we all kind of expected was gonna happen? Should happen? Whatever the terminology is. But let's all give it to Cody. That man needs to run for some sort of public office because he is good at giving a speech. Especially giving a rah-rah cheer for me, we can do it speech. Like, I don't know if I would say he's better than Dusty, but he's really, really close to Dusty. Uh, let's see, we had Sammy versus Dominic, which, hey, we talked about it earlier. I love chicken shit heel Dominic Mysterio. Like, several times he begs off Sami Zayn. Several times he gets control only because of a distraction. <laughs> at, at one point, the referee ejects Kevin Owens. So, Kevin Owens is thrown to the back. Judgment Day are making fun of him. They're waving, they're doing the whole na-na-na-na, like, all that right to his face. Apparently, this is too much for the referee. And the referee says, oh, hell no. And he ejects Rhea and Damian Priest for reasons. And the reason is because the end of the match has to happen. So, at the end of the match, Kevin is thrown from the backstage area onto the main stage. Sammy, and you know, all baby faces do it, so I don't know why I'm shocked. He's distracted by this and does the whole, oh my, whatever is happening up there. Roll up for the victory, even though Dominic had to pull the tights. So Sammy runs up, Rhea and Priest run away, as they should, they've done their job, and Dominic runs through the crowd. Now what's interesting about the whole Judgment Day dynamic right now, so Damian Priest is Mr. Money in the Bank. Rhea Ripley is the women's champion, without much of a women's challenger, but moving on. Dominic Mysterio is now the North American champion. The only person without any sort of a physical accolade is Finn Balor. Now, Judgment Day has been on a roll lately. And I'm curious, should they or do they put the championship on Finn Balor? Seth can want his rematches, all that good stuff. And each time... Finn has to look over his shoulder at Damian Priest. Like, even the way they ended the show today, it was... The Judgment Day knockout Seth Rollins. And... Who is it? Damian Priest. I blanked on the English language there. Damian Priest is standing there with the Money in the Bank briefcase. And he's kind of looking at it. And you can see the confliction of do I or don't I? And Finn 
is just staring at Damien Priest with that awesome look of, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You don't get the championship. I do. And Priest just kind of backs off. So that could be a fun dissension in the ranks type of thing. So apparently Kevin Owens really is injured in some way. I haven't looked up what it is. And that's how he's being written off. We actually had two written off due to injury. We had that and we had Rhea Ripley just demolish Liv Morgan. And this is why we need more Rhea Ripley doing stuff with the other girls. Is Rhea is so good at it. Like, she beats the hell out of Liv Morgan. Like, throws her over the barricades, throws her into the timekeeper's table. Area, not table. I don't think the timekeeper gets a table. Or if he does, he gets a small one. Moving on. Then throws Liv back into the ring. And Pilmana is Liv's arm. And as Rhea starts to back off, Liv is cowering, she's in pain, all that good stuff. And Rhea runs back, puts the arm back in, stomps the chair again, and you just get to hear Rhea Ripley say, enjoy rehab. What a great line. What a great heel. What a great display of violence. Now, going back to before that match, we had Champa versus Bronson Reed. And before this match starts, Champa goes to Shinsuke Nakamura. Champa acknowledges he interfered in the match Shinsuke was having with Bronson Reed. And he understands why Shinsuke kicked Champa in the face because of it. <laughs> but then tells Shinsuke, I don't want to see you out there or I'm going to take it personally. Like, dude, you started this. Like, if anything, Shinsuke should look at him and just go, to hell with you, dude. You interfered in my match. Now, that being said, obviously Shinsuke comes out, interferes, and all that good stuff. Chaos ensues. But, oh my god, we got to see the Champa of NXT. We got to see, old school is the wrong word. But we got to see what made me, and I'm sure so many others, love Tommaso Ciampa. Like, I know Tommaso Ciampa was in Ring of Honor, but to be fair, I really did not know of him at that point. I, I first found out about him probably when he teamed with Johnny Gargano in... It was one of the tournaments in NXT. I don't believe it was the Dusty Classic yet. But it was his time in NXT that made me take notice of just, this guy is amazing at what he does. Like, there was a time frame, for anyone who didn't see him at this time, there was a time frame where he would come out to pure silence. Except... The crowd was raining booze down upon him. That not alcohol, they were booing him. I should I should clarify that. 
like yes much like the beer truck with stone cold steve austin he just had beer that it was like an eeyore-esque rain cloud that would just rain down booze as he was walking to the ring i'm sorry i'm a twinge sleep deprived at the moment Uh, then we get to promoting the Spot Fest match, which is going to be Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Now, I did love this. Logan Paul, I believe he started live streaming, I would assume, on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. And he's just explaining how Ricochet's not a big star. Logan Paul is going to beat the hell out of him. Then Logan punches Ricochet. And it's a few moments later, but as Logan turns, Ricochet kicks Logan square in the face. Logan goes down, and here's where I will give Logan his props that he at least has some sort of natural talent for this, or maybe just a natural talent for being a douche on camera. Who can say, but it worked. He never once turned the camera away. Not the camera, his phone. He was recording on his phone the whole time. Then we got Shooting Star Press from Ricochet, and they'll be facing each other at SummerSlam. And with that, everybody, Gringo's back! Yeah! (laughs) Sorry, I had a bit of a household kerfluffle I had to deal with. You're good. I was just running down um, Sammy versus Dominic and how great Dominic is as a chicken shit heel. Mm -hmm. Rhea killed Liv Morgan. Champa against Bronson Reed, where Champa tells Shinsuke he shouldn't interfere, even though Champa started this whole thing with Shinsuke. If they let Shinsuke and Champa fucking Champa do like the style that they can do, that feud will be good. Oh, especially like, and I was mentioning we got NXT Champa during this match. Oh, really? Yes. Like Ooh. we got Champa doing an air raid crash on Bronson Reed. Which, I don't know if I would have shown Bronson Reed off of his feet this early. Okay. Like, maybe save that for the actual pay-per-view. Fair. Especially if the entire story would be Champa's going for the lift, but he can't quite get it. Then on the big day, he gets it. Bronson Reed reminds me of the the kid from Deadpool 2. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks a lot like him. He does. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that would be cool. Like, I would love to, and I didn't get to see that segment because once again, when you watch the the Hulu, well, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I didn't watch, maybe I didn't watch it. I don't think I've watched the the Raw this week yet. So now I don't have to. Well, now (laughs) I want to because I want to watch Champa be NXT Champa. So I will watch now, it if it's on Hulu. I, I was telling everybody there was that time frame in NXT where Champa didn't come out to music. He just came out to raining booze. But I clarified, <laughs> it's not like he had an Eeyore-esque cloud over him that was raining down vodka and beer walking him to the ring. It was people <laughs> booing him. I should clarify. Yeah, not booze. Not booze. Not booze, Boo. but booze. Booze. <laughs> boo yeah fuck it yeah yeah not 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 jack daniels and vodka that was um when that would have been hilarious 
right? Like, like not a Steve Austin didn't drive in with the beer truck, point the hose in the air, and just like shower him on his way to the ring. Oh, gonna have me some Steve Weiser. Gonna rain <laughs> all over Champa. There was, oh my God, it was during um field med. One of the things we always had to have with this was our raincoat, like no matter what the weather report was. And this one guy didn't have it, which bad mistake. If you're going into the military and they tell you to have something, have it. So he tells the instructor, it's not going to rain today. So the instructor has him stand in the middle of a, like, just concrete space. And he pulls out a garden hose and just sprays it over top of him. It's like, it's raining. Look at that. It's raining. <laughs> that seems accurate. <laughs> and this was the kid who, like, it, like you said, the person who would always say the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we had this one instructor who was really into hockey. So if you were smart, you looked up hockey so you could talk to him and maybe he liked you. <laughs> nope. This is what the kid says. You know what? Where I'm from, we play football. Not that bitch sport hockey. Oh my God, dumbass. And I'll never forget, included the words bitch sport. Oh, Jesus and we're Christ. all just sitting there like, he's going to die. He's going to die today. We're going to witness a murder. It's not difficult. Like, if you know, like, that's the thing. All he had to do, and he didn't have to talk about, like, modern hockey. He can just talk about, like, I haven't got to follow it a lot. But I used to be a really big fan of, like, Brett Hall. Don't don't use Gretzky. That's too fucking easy. Right. You have to say, like, you can say Mario Lemieux. You can say Brett Hall. You can say Mark Messier. You can say, you know, that those, like, Yarmo Yager or fucking whoever. It's not hard. <laughs> You know, fuck, you can even go, like, for for Chris Jericho's dad. You know what I mean? If you really want to. Or Gordy Howe or something. Like, I swear to you, you would always go to the computer lab and you would see just a select group of students just looking up the hockey scores. <laughs> so we could go in and do the whole, man, I, I can't believe the Penguins blew it. <laughs> and this was during the time when the Nationals, not Nationals, when the Capitals just were not good. Yeah. So, of course, I would always go in and just... That was well, my Ovechkin. Right. Like, yeah. well, my capital's lost, but hey, what else is new, right? Grass is going to grow and the capitals are going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always look at you with sympathy, like, yeah, it sucks. I get it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, here's a fun story about the time that I had to do eight and a half push ups. Eight oh, and a half. No. <laughs> We all had to do eight and a half push-ups because of, I don't, it wasn't me that made the comment, but I laughed. So that didn't help. So we're, we're marching. We're in our dress blues for the Air Force and we're marching and we're going one of and this is like towards the end of, of our basic training. So the, the T, the TIs are a little less dicks, you know, they're a little, little more, you know. Down they start earth. joking with you a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So we're 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 marching, and the guy in front of me looks over, and sure enough, our TI had lipstick on the collar of his dress blues. So instead of just say, telling us later, hey, did you see that? No, he's like, 
sir, you have you have lipstick on your dress blues. <laughs> and I'm like on <laughs> and, and, and the and the, we broke the instructor because he looked and started laughing. And then he and so instead of making us, he didn't say drop, give us 20, like he was pissed. It was drop and get me a eight and a half. Guess we called him out. <laughs> and we laughed. I think that was what it was. The eight and a half was because we laughed at him. <laughs> my my trait, my TI was named Di. That was his real last name. Was it spelled D-I-E or D-Y-E? <laughs> A D-Y-E, but still, okay. we didn't know that. Right. All we knew was like he it was Sergeant Die. And I'm like, ah, damn it. And then like our flight commander was Sergeant Glod. Like, I'm like, can these guys have any more fucking like names that are gonna ridiculous fuck out of me? <laughs> and like, dude, and 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 uh Sergeant Glod had the fucking sergeant slaughter jaw right he looked like a shorter version of fucking sergeant slaughter and i'm like dude they just handpicked these fucking guys based on that shit seriously well, i don't know it was scary though there was one dude he wasn't with me he was with my sister Div, but i am 100 convinced he had specially made uniforms out of spandex because there was no room between his muscle <laughs> and the sleeves or the chest. And it was like tailored perfectly to show off how big he was. That's funny. Yeah, I see. I can see that. So did you guys did you guys have like BDUs? Uh yes, we had NSUs. Yeah, the Navy Service uniform. Okay. But you didn't have like the camo BDUs thing, did you? We did oh my god what were they called i i can't remember but yes we did have them we um if i'm not mistaken air force you guys had the tiger stripes and we had like the digi camos we didn't have like when i was in we didn't have the they didn't do the tiger stripes yet okay yeah because they turned they made them blue there for a while like the blue camo oh and by the way for anyone curious yes the navy wears blue because if one falls into the water, what color would you want to be wearing other than exactly what makes you blend in? Oh, uh, so yeah, just, we had the, the forest camo is what we had. Yeah, the Marines had that. Yeah, that's what we had too. I don't know if it was just my section that had that shit, but a lot of us had like the BDU forest camo. Now, what was hilarious about the Marines one was the green camo they would only wear during the winter you know when all the trees lose their green and they were trying to make sure no one was depressed they wouldn't and they would wear the like desert camo during the summer you know when everything is green (laughs) (laughs) but not in the desert no no maybe they're getting they're probably getting them used to like wearing the desert camo because it was hot out and they were like you need to wear this while it's hot when you get deployed because that time everybody was getting deployed oh yeah and they wanted them to get used to wearing that outfit in a certain type of climate that's probably what it was that seems like kind of a method to the madness thing the other thing i don't understand the blue and the like, the blue they, and the, the water the, the green the blue in the water and the green in the winter right 
I don't get that, but like I'm just picturing if I'm on a ship, hey, um, can I get like super bright yellow or orange or pink or something that'll make me stand out from the death that awaits me if this ship doesn't turn around in time? You know who else wore orange, right? Like that. That time that Vince McMahon tried to sexually assault nails. Yes. yes. I had to. I had to. No, you're you're welcome, Kitty. You did the right thing. You did the right thing. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, we we like to joke about how this bonkers-ass former wrestler named Nails who portrayed like a a convict, he always wore like the orange like convict colors. Yeah. (laughs) He claims, and this guy is like, what, 6'9"? Like, he's just a big dude. He claimed that he went into Vince McMahon's office and Vince McMahon tried to sexually assault him. (laughs) Talk about the dumbest goddamn thing ever. Right. Like, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying there's a far greater chance it didn't happen. I swear to God, I'm going to go on Twitch and I'm going to play that match. Where it's going to be Nails and PCO versus the Big Boss Man and the Mountie with Vince McMahon at ringside. <laughs> it's going to be called the Show Us on the Doll Where They Touched You match. <laughs> God damn it, Russo. <laughs> Yeah, they, that was his match that he was going to have right after Judy Bagwell on a pole. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was. Judy Bagwell on a, on a forklift match right. or whatever the hell it was. Jesus Christ. I yeah. don't know. I think my favorite person suspended was the shark cage match with the Jericho Appreciation Society in the shark cage. And when Ty can't get it open, they just go between the bars. <laughs> Like, huh, that was an option the whole time, huh? (laughs) Which I'm just throwing this out there. If you're Jericho and you see your entire appreciation society get out of the cage by just going between the bars, shouldn't the next segment be, hey, assholes, if you could have done that from the start? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're all a bunch of little toothpick twigs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Sammy Guevara could probably fit through a mail slot. You know what I mean? Like in Daniel Garcia as well. They could both like you could you could slip them under a door. Right. <laughs> now Jake Hager. I don't think maybe he could get through those bars. Oh man. You know who I'm glad I don't see anymore? That the guy that kept spraying the spray bottle around everywhere for the elite. Oh, yeah, Brandon Cutler. Yeah, why? I always hated that. That was the stupidest shit I ever saw. I actually admire the hell out of Brandon Cutler. Why is that? Because here's, here's a man does not deserve the position he's in at all. <laughs> here's a man not talented enough to be in the position he's in at all, but he knew I need to really suck up to these friends. Yeah, he was like, and you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to watch a bunch of the model Rick Martel matches and take the whole idea of his little spray bottle arrogance that Rick Martel stole from Adrian Adonis. And I'm going to do all that shit. And he also, for Brandon Cutler's matches, he used to come out in like a dragon helmet. 
Yeah. Which you just kind of look at it and go, you're not whoever you think you are. Yeah, did he think he was like Nikki the Dragon Steamboat? Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to blow your mind. That's Ricky a mud Ste- show shit right there. Right, like, Ricky Steamboat has seen the inside of a gym, has been on a bench press. You, I'd be shocked if you could pick out what the bench press is. You're just skinny because you eat salads with Kenny. Okay. <laughs> I'm just jealous because I don't eat salads. I do eat salads. I don't know what we have one. I have one friend who she's purely vegetarian, and I constantly forget and just go, "Oh, you should try this place. They have a great like charbroiled chicken, whatever." Then she says, "Like, dude, I'm vegetarian. I can't have that." I don't know why. But I can feel this slight anger in the back of my head. Like, there's no reason for it at all. And I've never said anything because I have no reason to feel this way. Just the instant I hear it, I always go like, Ugh. I don't mind people that are vegetarian or vegan. What I do mind is when they're vegetarian or vegan because they're fucking wanting, they want to belong and fit in a fucking group of people. And then I hate it, especially when they lie about it, and then you catch them later eating a fucking greasy-ass burger. Because that happened to me once. I was, back in the day when I was in a bands and shit, there was this band that hang, uh, hung out, that played in this area, and they thought they they had the, well, the worst case of rock star cock I ever saw in my life. We've talked about that in the past, so that's in another podcast if you want to figure out that. These guys would be like, we're Christian and we're vegan and blah, and meat is bad. And because you all meet, you all eat meat, you can't play shows with us. <laughs> right. That's what the bullshit they would pull. And uh, like you weren't part of their little fucking stupid hipster group. Right. Boy, it's going to be rough when they start touring and Scott Stapp says, let's stop for wings. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I caught them all at a, like a, I was out at dinner with my family and I caught all the all those fucking assholes at a goddamn Chili's stuffing their faces full of fucking all kinds of meat. Like they had like they had like big greasy ass burgers and like a side of like bacon fries and all this shit. I'm like, you mother, you mother hubbards. Please tell me there were ribs. Ribs are like the perfect. You're lying about what you do. There could have been. I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me. Asshole people. And then they would also be also the ones that were like, we're a Christian hardcore band. And then they would like, then they would be like adultering the fuck out of everything. Like they would be like swapping spouses and shit like that. I'm like, doesn't that kind of like, I, you know what? Do your thing. If that's what you want to do, great. But don't pretend that right. you're fucking not you know that you're better than all that and like look down on other people and then you go off and do that you hypocritical bastards okay i'm done i don't know what it is but a full rack of ribs it it feels so good to eat it it really does i love ribs they're so good like when done right not much beats a good rack of ribs i'm gonna have to grill some ribs i'm gonna have to do that now thanks do you You're going to make mustard? me go to the fucking grocery store. <laughs> do you do, do the what? mustard and then the dry rub? No, I just throw barbecue on them. Okay, good enough. It's different, like different kinds. I'll throw like one one rack of ribs will be like, like, like the sweet baby Ray's barbecue. If you have that where you are, 
Mm-hmm. And then the other one would be open pit. So have a nice spice to it. Yes. And I'd put a little bit of pe- uh, red pepper flakes on that shit too. Yeah, that's why or teriyaki ribs is is good too. There was I used to work at Famous Dave's, which if you guys ever have a chance, really, really good. Like if you been. ever see one, I promise it's good. But there was one dude, he comes in and he sees we had like six or seven different barbecue flavors. And he just goes, let me get a rack of ribs with all the flavors. And what the person heard is he wants all the flavors mixed on a rack of ribs. (laughs) Nope, this guy wanted an individual rack of ribs with each barbecue sauce. And ate every single one of them, God bless him. Well, it's like that place I took you, the local place out here, the brewery. Yep. They have those ribs too. And like you can have different, they have different, like a smoky barbecue and a and like a spicy barbecue, and then like yeah, that you can do that with the ribs there. Like you have different kinds. God damn, I'm so hungry now. Damn it, I'm trying to do the fasting thing. You're not helping. <laughs> I met a guy. He said he was an expert in intermittent fasting. Yeah, and I couldn't help but look at him and go, "So you're an expert in don't eat breakfast?" <laughs> like that's all intermittent fasting is is like yeah that's what eight I hours do. you can eat like so don't eat breakfast done <laughs> yeah that's what i do i like i only eat between i try to only eat between noon and 8 p.m and that's it okay yeah. and that's and then i try it. i lost i lost a little bit of weight doing it no oh, well done it, it yeah. works it works well, i lost like it helped me like that a little actually i lost about 30 pounds doing it so fuck it why not I need to yeah. lose about 30 more. Yeah, I went on my sad, depressed bender recently. I need to get back down. I need to do what The Rock does. Like, he eats, like, healthy as fuck with salads and, like, lean chicken breasts, like, all the time. So, as for his protein intake, and then, like, one day a month, he just goes ape shit with the carbs. Yes. It's like, I, I saw him, like, oh, I think it was, like, Instagram or something. Like the Rock sh- pancakes, which are more, like, just cakes. Right, and he just had, like... <laughs> It's like table full of she's like a, like ribs and barbecue and spaghetti and meatballs and all this stuff. And he just one day a month, he just would go ape shit and eat whatever the fuck he wanted all day. By the way, I tried that thing that I had mentioned on Twitter. I took a hot dog. I wrapped it in spaghetti and I took a hot dog bun and I brushed it with garlic butter. Okay. Toasted it, put it on some marinara sauce. So good. Was it good? It was. Awesome. We'll call that the, well, I don't know what, what call it. So, like you got to come up with a name for it. The Skeddy dog. Skeddy dog. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. You should. Yeah. That, that's a thing. The Skeddy dog. I can tell, I'll tell Eric butts about the Skeddy dog. Okay. And I'll have him make Skeddy dogs. I'll open my own food truck. God damn it. One of my friends just did that not too long ago. He just has like he does. He smokes, smokes pork and shit. That's what he does. Hey, God bless. If you're happy, yeah. you're happy. Yeah, whatever works for him. He does that on the side when he's not doing physical therapy. So, like, that's cool, bro. There was my a doctor I used to work for. She went skydiving, and the instructor tells her, "Yeah, I used to be an investment banker on Wall Street, and I just hated it, so I took up skydiving." I guess that's good that you have the luxury where you can just skydive instead of work. 
yeah, he said, like, I made enough money that I'm happy and don't have to worry anymore, and now I just jump out of planes. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat, bro. Not gonna catch me doing that shit. She just described it, though, that he's done it so much, he's now bored. <laughs> you'll you'll get that. Like, you know, look at Jeff Hardy. Like, he couldn't... All those dives and everything else just weren't good enough anymore, so he started doing other things. You know, and they weren't great for him. I'm pretty sure that's why. It might have been the dives that caused a lot of that. But And, like, now he's about the same age as L.A. Knight, and one of them can move, the other one can't. Yeah. It actually... We're... Okay, so I looked it up. Everyone was saying the big problem with L.A. Knight was his age. Yeah. Damien Priest is older. And and they're bitching about the uh, fucking internet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just to watch wrestling and enjoy it, please. Don't, I, don't be me. Plus, I just like, said, don't be me. Don't be an over-analytical asshole. Even if you're 50 years old, if you can still go, go. Jericho can still go. Right. You know, like he's over 50. Like, I've yet to hear the person say Jericho doesn't look like an athlete. Hell, he's in better shape than half the people on the roster. He's in, a, he's in better shape than them and, like, normal people. The people that are bitching about it. Right. Like, he looks better than these internet assholes like that, that are bitching at him. That picture Christian put out where he says, Why do I wrestle in a turtleneck? Because I put half the roster to shame. It's like, he's right. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so, what was. What uh, so, was the main next? event was the contract signing with Seth and Finn, and the whole thing culminates with the Judgment Day knockout Seth. And I had talked about this while you were gone. I'm curious. If you're you, do you put the belt on Finn so the rest of the story is Finn looking over his shoulder at Damien, who eventually will cash in that briefcase? Sounds like Batista Triple H to me. Yes. That might be where they're going with it. That sounds like since Hunter's involved, that might be, remember when we did this? Let's do this again. Could be. Sure, why not? I you know I think it would be cooler if they gave all of them championships like together, you know like like Finn had the took I don't think they're gonna have him go over on Seth I think they're gonna have something happen and Damien's gonna fuck something up like he's gonna try to help out and botch something and it's gonna cost him and then it's gonna be like a whole thing. Do you think Damien Damien cashes in on Gunther? I think that that might not be a, but then you've got heel and heel. I don't think maybe he'll ca- he should cash in. Maybe he'll cash in on uh, on um, what's his nuts on NXT. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. The champion on NXT. Yeah, yeah. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Maybe Who we that, just saw palling around with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> maybe that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna Damian cash in on him. I just don't get that because now, like, you're having like NXT, like, it's supposed to be developmental territory, kind of. And well, now you're just having them mix in things. Their TV rights deal is coming up. Oh. So, right now, they're just trying to bloat the numbers. Because okay. one thing WWE is good at, and the Bloodline is really a fine example of this, they're very good at 
they want consistent numbers over a long period of time rather than one huge number followed by not good, not good, not good, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes, yes. <laughs> makes sense. I haven't done one in a while. Uh, makes sense. I don't know. So did you happen? I didn't get to watch NXT either. Like I said, I don't have TV anymore, so <laughs> I don't get to watch anything um until after it airs and i didn't get a chance to watch nxt what anything prominent happened on there this week no i completely missed nxt okay well we can skip nxt then is Braun breaker beating everybody up all the time no sure. then i don't then i don't care <laughs> like i'm sure carmelo hayes is fine i mean he's fine i've seen him wrestle he's talented like he's but... perfectly capable i think he's really Carmelo Hayes is very much benefiting from the fact that it's no longer Triple H's super indie. That's true. Because if we still had the Triple H style super indie NXT, I don't think Carmelo Hayes is the champion. No. Even I doubt Tiffany Stratton would be the women's champion if we had the super indie. Braun Breaker wouldn't even be in there. No. He would already be on the main roster. But. I don't know. That's a Vince thing. Vince came in and fucked it all up. And then I think Triple H is still, he's, I think, I think Hunter's trying to, or Paul, or whatever you want to fucking call him, is trying to play a safe line where he's trying to like kind of change it back a little bit, but without pissing off Vince. I did. I don't know why this bothers me is the wrong word, but when Braun Breaker took a chainsaw to the NXT logo, I love that he stopped to put on safety glasses. Like, I don't know why, but I thought it was so ridiculous of, I'm a badass, and I'm going to cut through this logo. But first, let me put on my safety frames. Yeah, you didn't see Terry Funk do that shit. Right. <laughs> Terry in his book, here's how insane Terry Funk is. He said the chainsaw was, like, malfunctioning and there was gas leaking on him and whatnot. And if you did something, the chainsaw was supposed to produce sparks. Oh, God. And he was all pissed because he couldn't get the sparks to come out. And I don't know about everybody else, but I reread the previous sentence and went, there was gas leaking on you, dude. Why would you want sparks to leak out? Because it's Terry. And And he's insane. (laughs) One of the middle-aged and crazies, what they used to call him. But, like, man, I saw a picture of him the other day, and he's just looking rough. Yep. It's it's not great. Yeah. Poor Terry. I I had a couple, I've had some conversations with Terry Funk and they were and he is such a fucking nice person. Like he he's very welcoming like to, to my questions and like when I discussed the business with him. It's very open-minded about stuff. Like it was really cool. It's amazing when you see interviews with him and when you hear his voice versus how he worked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, it's amazing thinking the guy, oh, so we were in Japan, and I was working with Cactus, and (laughs) meanwhile, this is the guy with a flaming branding iron in ECW. (laughs) (laughs) We all working with Cactus, and we were wrestling this match, and, well, you know, it was pretty, pretty good, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) oh, my or was it he was describing born to be wired <laughs> it's like so i threw sabu into the corner and he 
He split his bicep right in half and he just called for tape and he tapes it up. <laughs> You're just listening to it like, okay, but it didn't happen like that. You need to throw some emotion in there. He, such a nice guy. Right. Like, violent as shit in the ring, but such a nice guy. And a huge know? fan of the insane clown posse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love he was mad that... Right, he was mad they used his image, so then they just paid him a million dollars. He's like, okay, sure. I'd be happy if someone did that, and then they just gave me a million dollars. Right, like, I guess we're good now. Money does heal all wounds. <laughs> no joke, bro. Okay, so we had and we had Dynamite, which I didn't get to watch. Yeah, but really not a whole lot happened. No, just... Like pretty much what we discussed on spaces. Okay. It's kind of like not great, not a real good booking night. The the guy's sign was like the highlight. Yes. When Taya and Britt finished their match, which I don't know if I'm just completely misremembering, but I feel like I, I love Taya Valkyrie, and I feel like I'm not seeing the Taya Valkyrie I remember seeing. Yeah, you were saying that that she was kind of like not. I don't. I, but I I have a hard she time. And Brit, they both just looked off. Maybe they're just phoning it in at this point. Maybe they're getting the Sasha Banks Naomi complex where they're just tired of it, mm. and they're just phoning it in because that's, you know. But no, like you said, that whoever the camera guy is that zoomed in on that sign, like, man, well you're, done. You're putting your job at risk, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Tony Khan. I don't think Tony gets mad about that shit. You know, I think that he's just like, yeah, you know, it makes it authentic. Well, you know, that, that we can show the signs, not steal the signs from people and all that, like WWE does. Well, people have even said Tony is not a confrontational person at all. Like, if he's not going to sign you back to a deal, he just ghosts you. Yeah, well... I don't blame him, but he's got, I mean, he needs to be more assertive. That was the other thing that happened in AEW is they, they released that, the list of, of things rules. you were of rules and stuff you, you had to comply with. And then, and then like the next week they do blood and guts or like three <laughs> days later, they do blood and guts and just completely give the middle finger to that list of things. Like and I'm pretty hey, sure uh, Moxley broke every rule on that list. Right. Like, Hey, Tony, they did everything we said not to. No, like to the point. I need to add a spiked board on here. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta amend amend this thing to add some a few things because, well, Moxley. And by the way, to heck with the fans that started chanting, "We want fire." Yeah. Uh... Like, what's next? We want anthrax. We want cluster bombs. <laughs> like, yeah, we we want we want Robert Downey Jr.'s Jericho missile from Iron Man. That's what we right? want. <laughs> insatiable dude like oh yeah the, the violence like in and, and i as much as i love ecw it's ecw's fault because that's what the the human people's human minds like they see certain things and then like especially violent i honestly i think i think humans are just inherently violent you know some people can curb that shit 
But I think, I mean, I may be way off here, but I honestly, I think humans are just inherently violent people. And so when you show them things like that, like the cheese grater to the head and the, the glass that Moxley threw down, that was more like rock candy and, and like, you know, and then, but the fans are like, well, oh, we've seen all this, but we want more. We want to see more violence. We want to see that. We want to see tiger drivers that actually break people's necks. That's what we want to see. We want to see people taken out on stretchers. No, fuck that. We want to see them die in the middle of the ring because that'll make, that, you know, when does it stop? Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and if nothing else, that should be the moment everyone looks around and says, we need to dial it back clearly. Yes. Because, because I'm sorry, if a board with nails in it doesn't do it for them, you've clearly overstimulated your audience. And AEW does that. It's not all the matches. Like no, but there are very specific people who do that. Yeah, and and you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it is people like like Danielson, who's had that really bad injury. And he's doing the stuff he needs, like, he's going to do what he wants to do. And I'm not as, you know, I'm not anything to him. Like, he, I'm a, not even a speck on the fucking map. But, like, he needs to not do that. You know, he's at the point in his career where he doesn't have to prove shit to anyone. Right. Not even to himself. He's done everything. Now, I was looking up a time frame with his broken arm. He'll probably be cleared around January when Wrestle Kingdom is happening. Maybe he'll go over there. I would love to see a rematch. I don't know what they're going to do. Like I said, I didn't I didn't watch that match, though, at Forbidden Door because I was so blown up after the Omega match. And oh, I wasn't even like, I wasn't even like, yes, this is great. I was more like, these guys are hurt or going to kill themselves. Like I'm Plus, just looking like, at all these these moves, and I'm like, guys, pull it back because now these younger new guys are coming in, and they're going to try this shit too, and then you're going to have draws, right? You know, and it's just because you wanted to look awesome. Plus, like, what do you do after that match was before yours? Like, yeah. how do you possibly even for all the faults of how WWE treated the women for so long, they were smart enough that after an oh my god, chaos match, they said, okay, Tori and whoever else, go out there and just calm them down. Yeah, that's what they need to do. Every match... The women's matches at Mania, SummerSlam, whatever, so often were the, let's all calm down and let's reset. Yeah, every match in AEW has to be this huge, spectacular, flying around... I'm not like saying flippy flippy because I'm not that guy, but there it's just it's gotta be just in in emotionally just draining for the fans. Every match has to be emotionally draining. Like I was at a show, it was they taped dark, they taped dark elevation, they did dynamite, then they taped rampage. So yes. it's like that's five hours of wrestling. I can't even watch that much on TV in a week. Like oh, without without people... just being like, oh. Oh, you could see people just fidgeting. Mm-hmm. Like I think the worst was when I went to WrestleMania in 2019. It got to the point I just got up and started walking around the arena. Like, dude, my ass hurts in this chair. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like what six hours or some shit, seven hours. 
Yes. And then they ended too late, so the trains didn't even run at the time. I found out that um, the weekend that I'm going to be in Vegas for the Jamboree is uh, they're having Fastlane pay-per-view in Indianapolis. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? The one fucking weekend? Like, they don't have pay-per-views in Indy all that often. So it's like... Like, of course you are. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't. It's Fastlane. Like, that's not... My dream, I don't, I've been to WrestleMania. I was at WrestleMania 8, mm-hmm. which was great. I got to see Flair and Savage. I got to see Piper and Bret Hart. And then on a lesser note, I got to see Hulk Hogan and Sid Vicious. Like, who gives a shit? You know, but I, but I, I, I want to go to a Royal Rumble because Royal Rumble is my all time favorite like event. And I don't want to be like nosebleed at the Rumble. I want to be, I don't have to be front row, but I want to be like in a really good seat. What my friends and I always do, which I recommend to just about anybody, you want the 200 section row A. Yeah. And if you can get like on the side where the hard camera is, so everything's happening toward you, or if you can get to the side where you're facing the entrance, that's the way to go. Like, I know you're not front row, but when they go out of the ring, you can still see everything. And I promise that's what you want. I also enjoy sitting because WWE doesn't get the full numbers like they used to. So, like, I also like when they're at, like, uh, I don't even know what it used to be called, Conseco Fieldhouse, where the Pacers play. When they would do, when they would do, like, Monday Night Raw and stuff. If you sit nosebleed up there, like, you can just move about. Right. You know, and like you don't have someone like up on top of you that are, you know what I mean? So you can just like you could like sit like you and your buddies can like have a seat, like skip seats so you can move your fucking arms around and shit. Like that's actually not bad either. I'm okay. Like I'm okay with that too. But for something like the Royal Rumble, I think I'd be fine sitting nosebleed at the Rumble, but that but you can't do that cuz then you're going to have a bunch of people up there too cuz it's Royal Rumble. Right. Like at Royal Rumble, I want to be like pretty close. Because I will never go to another Royal Rumble again if I go. Because, I mean, it's fucking expensive, you know? What was it? I went to, I don't remember the year, but I went to Survivor Series. And the big joke was, I was front row. My friends were the very last row. (laughs) So we have a picture that we spliced together of myself touching the floor and them touching the ceiling. (laughs) Now, the problem is, they were still doing the five-on-five traditional Okay. Where I was seated was like right in the corner. So all I saw was the asses of the team members until they got eliminated. And you're like trying to see through Miz's legs and you're trying to see around Randy Orton. (laughs) And the whole time, like, man, this sucks until three of you get eliminated. (laughs) I just, I'm trying, I'm going to look up where, where the hell is Royal Rumble 2024 at? That's a good question. Have they announced it? I don't know if they have. I mean, I figure if... Royal Rumble 2024. Where will be held? Okay, Florida fans, get ready to start practicing your countdowns from 10. The latest chime in with word that WWE Royal Rumble 24 could be headed your way specifically to the Tropicana Field, home of the Tampa Bay Rays. 
And apparently Minneapolis might be getting WrestleMania in 2025. You know, I'm wondering, I know I have a friend who is like a pretty, like she works for the Rays. Oh, like (laughs) it's one of my friends from college worked for the works for the Rays. I wonder if I could reach out to her and be like, Hey, Think you could get me some tickets to go to the Royal Rumble? No, she'd be like, no, but I can get you tickets to the Rays. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think so. Like, we're giving those away. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I haven't talked to her in a while. She'll probably be like, you haven't talked to me in like three years. Why are you asking for this? I'm like, because, well, I didn't have anything to say to you. Like, like we were like best friends but like she was really good friends with one of my really good friends that kind of thing you know i love that the rays got rid of the word devil in front of devil rays even though that's what the creature is called well it's it it incites scariness it's not a friendly thing it's like well it still works for jersey for the hockey team right it's still fine there even though it's based on the jersey devil or whatever but still still I, devil I, raise I a fucking animal way, i would say the jersey devil is way scarier than a fish yeah but it's hockey they don't give a shit right like they're too busy knocking each other's fucking teeth out <laughs> crap oh my god my uh my friends at work and i we were discussing the meg yes and someone says do you think you could survive like yeah i don't go in the water that's fine believe me i'm the last person that fish is gonna get i can't wait to see the new movie the meg 2 Mm -hmm. the trench i am so excited for it it comes out like the night that i have we do the tweet along for the new for the season premiere on the ninth if i'm not mistaken fourth yes okay yeah, so the fourth is the tweet along. So I can't go on that Friday, which I probably wouldn't do that anyway. But I might go, I might go like Sunday or something. That might Let's be see. all right. On the fourth, I'll be seeing Metallica. On the fifth, I'll be going to the Yankees versus the Astros. And on the sixth, I'll be seeing Metallica. Hey, Metallica. B, Metallica. C, Metallica or D, Metallica. Lord, of course, bad. And of course, everyone. <laughs> And I know you're seeing them twice. They're just going to play the same songs. Like, no, no, they're not. Because they've got a choice of like 80 different songs. Yeah, they'll mix it up a little bit. And even James Hetfield said, look, if we do two nights and play 20 songs each night and you didn't hear a song you like, I'm sorry. (laughs) But I tried. (laughs) I've seen Metallica twice in concert. I saw them on one of the greatest shows it was the very first concert i ever went to and it was the greatest concert i ever went to it was metallica Soundgarden, the ramones rancid waylon jennings the screaming trees and uh a bunch of shallow and monks doing a display i like to picture waylon jennings in the back like how did this happen <laughs> I get you. Dude, the fucking okay, so this is nineteen ninety-six, and this is how stupid asshole people were in ninety-six, like disrespectful. I'm sixteen years old, and I'm just like seeing this happen, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, why are you guys doing this? 
So it was Lollapalooza 96. And basically what it was is you had the headliners, Soundgarden, Metallica, and every different areas they would travel. You'd have another band that would come in as like the third. Mm -hmm. So right before our tour, before they came to us, they got Rage Against the Machine. Right. But when they came to Indiana, they chose Waylon Jennings. And the asshole, which is fine, because Waylon Jennings is, you know, he's great for what he does, you know. Right. And they thought, I guess they thought maybe it was Midwest. You'd get more, you'd get more like of a, a that country fa- vibe that way. fan to come in. Because Waylon Jennings didn't do a whole hell of a lot of shows then, uh, even then. And so, but people got pissed off when he came out because they didn't get Rage Against the Machine. And I think someone else got the Wu-Tang Clan, right? So people are just fucking pissed. And so they start throwing water bottles at Waylon Jennings while he's trying to play on stage. And they just wouldn't stop. People were just throwing shit at him. And James Hetfield had to come out in the middle of Waylon Jennings trying to do his set and like yell at people. And they'd tell him, if you guys don't fucking stop, we're not going to play. As he should. We will leave. You know? And like, what a douche thing to do. Oh, that was. But yeah. And I'm not like definitely not like saying it's okay like the that was how people were in 96 there were these lsd fucking alternative rock people like don't get me wrong i love alternative rock i love that whole music and the grunge rock era but they were the people that would go to these shows and they would buy fucking cat in a hat hats and wear them around or they would like just just people just on fucking acid and and just dumb as shit. The same people that were at Woodstock '99, where that that big tra- travesty, where like everything yes. caught on fire, and Anthony Kiedis did nothing about it, just a dick about it. And and the poor guy who owned that property, like they basically destroyed his property. Well, like, and one of the big things was is they they hired security for it. They hired the Hell's Angels, which. Yeah, that was a good idea. Well, I mean, they thought that if it was the Hell's Angels, people wouldn't fuck around. Because you fuck around and find out with the Hell's Angels. So right. they were like, they're like, if we have them here. And so some asshole started a fire and the fire got immensely huge. Like the whole place, like they had to call people in. I saw this whole documentary about it. Like it was people were getting hurt and everything else and dehydrated. And it was just a giant cluster fuck of stupid from these just these people that's the same and the same these those dumbass people were the same people you know all of them wearing cat in a hat hats and taking lsd and like like just like 16 year old kids this was like juggalos before there were juggalos it was that group of people the idiot people that became juggalos that might be the best description i've ever heard of that yeah, that's what it was, and uh, so awful. And they just kept throwing water bottles away. And James Hetfield comes out and says, "Listen, knock the shit off." Finally, people calm down, and then Waylon does a set. It's only a thirty-minute set, you know. And then Soundgarden comes out and plays, and everybody calms fuck down because everyone wanted to see Soundgarden. I know I did. I was very excited. And then Metallica came out and played their set, but. And then people when Metallica, this was in 1996, right? This is when Load came out. Load had just come out. Metallica had cut all their hair off. 
they were into they were the alternative rock now instead of the metal and the and there were people there because metallica hadn't done a tour i don't think since the black album came out and there were people there that showed up were all fucking angry that they cut their hair and and like there everyone was holding up signs that said cliff burton would be pissed and it was just a goddamn disrespectful showing of a bunch of morons and only a group only only in indiana can you get a bunch of idiot fucking wannabe not even juggalos wannabe juggalos being that disrespectful i, I remember like it was a great concert man i got to see the fucking ramones like the the right the og right like johnny and joey and all them before they started dying it was like the last show before they just all started dying off and it was amazing if it was 96 it was probably one of waylon jennings last shows probably yeah and oh, that shit just pisses me off and it's the same assholes that fucking take the beach balls to the wrestling events and you know what good for claudio for ripping that one in half yeah just... now, what was the most recent one so someone threw their phone which real quick how dumb do you have to be to throw your iphone probably the most expensive thing you have on your person and they hit baby rexa right in the face and like okay well now you're kicked out you're charged with assault and you have to buy a new phone. And then later that week, I think someone ran on stage when Ava Max was performing. So clearly someone's after our cute Albanian singers. We need to get security for Dua Lipa ASAP. <laughs> uh, it took I a just... while, but I like that joke. <laughs> yes, that's good. That, And then we talked about this before, just how fandom just fucking... Just, like... Like the whole Metallica story of mine was like that wasn't fandom that was just idiots, right? That you was know? mass hysteria. Just a whatever. bunch of morons. But like, fandom is like that too, and it's like it's not just at wrestling events. It's like people on Twitter, and, and it's it's and not everyone. Like, there's the majority of the people. It's like ninety ninety nine percent of people. Well, that's too much credit. Ninety percent of people on like twitter saying, can conduct themselves properly and like we keep saying twitter isn't real yeah like those aren't real people yeah i get pissed off when there's people like going on there and like trolling people for no reason like, there's so many good people that have been on twitter that i've seen that have been run off by just the biggest douchebags I've ever seen. It's like, and these people like never would do this shit in person. Oh no, no. Like when I was in school, when I was in high school, I was the guy that like, I wasn't like super popular, but I got bullied really bad when I was younger. And then I got really big. And then I was the guy that like beat up the bullies for bullying kids. <laughs> so like, I'd see someone get bullied and I would like come up and like, all right, now you're going to find out. Right. You know? <laughs> and uh, just, but yeah, like, anyway, back to the fandom thing, like, the thirst shit on Twitter is just goddamn awful. Like, I have a lot of friends, a lot of, like, famous friends, and then you get these people on there that are just, like, creep, they creep, 
they creep me out and it's not even my situation like and i just want to like be like what the fuck guys like, like knock oh it my off god anytime sky blue has a match I am guaranteed that my Twitter feed is going to be flooded for a little bit of just people who are recording her ass. It's so fucked up. Like, are are you that like, creepy? Like, it is one thing when you joke with your friends like, hey guys, it's the best shorts in all of wrestling. Yeah, you. It's a whole nother when it's like, dude, you are zooming in on her ass and putting it on Twitter. What is wrong with you? People are just... Like I said, 90% of the people know how to conduct themselves properly. You know, 90% of the people, I haven't run into too many problems myself yet, but I've seen my, like I said, I've seen my friends run into some problems. And it's like, I can can only imagine what someone like, and we keep using her as an example, what Darcy has to deal with. I can't imagine what she would have to deal with on a daily basis. The funny thing about that is, it's like, if, we saw like there's she has so many fans that are not like that that are just decent people that are also like pretty big people mm-hmm. that like if we saw that in person it wouldn't they, those people would be done you know what i mean like like we would bury the body vertically right <laughs> <laughs> so the satellite images and then we'd cover up one layer then we'd put a dead dog on the top so when they dig it up they'd say oh it's just a dog <laughs> life hack <laughs> oh who was it have you ever heard of the comedian christopher titus yes i love so that he was TV saying show. he was dating this girl and her father was in like the cia or something akin to that and her brother was in the nsa or something like that and he meets them and he's leaving with his girlfriend their daughter sister all that and the father just says just so you know if you ever hurt my daughter it'll take them three years to find the body (laughs) and he's like whoa and then his the brother walks up and just goes they wouldn't find the body. <laughs> Amazing. Like that I, is I, both that is both terrifying and great life advice. <laughs> dude, I loved the Titus TV show, the the sitcom. It was so funny. It, it lasted so good. two seasons and it got canceled. Like it was a part of that that time where Fox was just canceling everything. Who is uh, the actress that played his girlfriend? She was also in the Drew Carey show. Like, I feel like I saw her in everything in the 90s, but she just never became a bigger star than that. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I got her. The blonde. Yes. I I picture her face. And now I need to look it up. Cynthia Watros? Is that who it is? I think so. Let's click on her and see. Yeah, that's who it is. Yep, that's her. Yeah. Like, and yeah, she was this is where I this is time. where IMDB is the best app ever made because I can go in there and tell you everything that she was in. Right. And I'm going through the list and I've never heard of half this shit. <laughs> <laughs> she was on Jesus, holy shit. She was on 47 episodes of The Young and Restless. She was on 26 episodes of Lost. And one episode of Warehouse 13. That okay, here's where she made her money. She was in 500 episodes of General Hospital. Yeah, that'll okay. Do it. 
That'll do it. I'm just trying to see if there's anything that I've seen. I gotta have to go back. 52 episodes of Drew Carey. 54 episodes of Titus. This is like such an eclectic, like uh, such a weird, not eclectic, but a weird uh, thing to look up. Just like, oh yeah, by the way, this Cynthia Watros, like, like who the fuck even would think of that? Right. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, I'm looking at, I think Spin City, she was on an episode of that. She was on a lot of sit, a lot of soap operas. Well, not a lot of, yeah, I know you're talking about. It. Anyway, yeah, that show was was great. Like I loved his brother was funny. Stacy Keach was his dad. Like Stacy Keach is always great, you know. And did such a good job. Yeah, he was awesome in that. And then my dad was always like, "I don't know what the fuck, huh? this, the hair lip." That's what he used to call <laughs> Stacy Keach. Now you can see where I I get my awful humor from. My dad's like, he's got a hair lip. Like every time I say it's Stacy Keach, look, you know, like Stacy Keach is in that. And he would just immediately just look over at me and be like, oh, the hair lip. <laughs> and my dad didn't mean any harm by it. It's just how he how he is. You've met my dad. No, that was how he identified. Yeah, that's how he is. Like, oh, the hair lip. I'm like, okay, but he's also an actor. <laughs> like with like a I'm... name who does who does things. Like Okay, you remember in Pulp Fiction when they talk to the wolf and he's writing down who everybody is, yeah. and he just writes like white, white, black, white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad, but I also have a terrible memory at first. So whenever I meet somebody, I do write down like, okay, this name, this is what they look like. I mean, and and, and it's not bad because you're trying to be respectful and try to remember their face, right? So that's that's fine. Well, it's like I told you the story about the um, the real early, like the transgender movement. Mm-hmm. I told you that story on about the, the radio show. Yes, yeah, on the on the station. Yeah, like like he he had he had uh, he transitioned to he, she transi- Yeah, was... I was trying. I was say converted, and that's not right. Tra- <laughs> trans transitioned to uh, a male, but I had met him as a female and. I was just like honest. This is like you know, like I'm old. My brain sucks. Like this is this, this was the legit like the meeting. Like my brain sucks. I apologize, and but never think that if I ever refer to you as your past gender, if it was ever, it's ever on purpose or malicious. It's just me not being able. To, it's just me and my brain being an asshole, like not remembering stuff. Like and yeah, I think if most more people approach shit like that, it would probably work out. Right. You know, just let's throw it down. They're like, listen, never going to be going to never going to happen maliciously. It's just going to happen because I can't remember shit. So, I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry. You know, just apologize in advance and then do your best to not to not do it. That's. So that's what you got to do. Yep. So is that all? Yeah. So yeah. Is that, <laughs> so is that all the re- all the wrestling from the week? That is all the wrestling I was able to watch for the week. Oh yeah, me too. And I, I didn't watch half of that shit because, well, I can't. So <laughs> you didn't oh, miss yeah, a whole I, lot. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what I <laughs> that's that's what I've I've heard. So maybe next week will be a little better. SummerSlam's what two weeks away? Yes, only a week away now. Is it? I thought it was two. I think they said it was two weeks away, like on Monday. 
or on Friday. Well, luckily, due to the magic of the interwebs, thank you, Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> An inconvenient truth. August 5th. So, yes, next week. So, we got a week until... It's going to be on a Saturday again, isn't it? Yes, it is. I wish they would stop doing that. Do it on Sunday. And I will be in Jersey. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll watch it for us. Because I usually try to watch the PLEs. I'm gonna try <laughs> to watch it just one of those. Oh my god, I'm gonna have no time. Like I'm and... so weird. My vacations, I never do a vacation to relax. I just shove it full of experiences. Well, like your last long vacation, you were here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I thought, like, one of the other ones coming up, you'll be in West Virginia shooting the, which I don't oh. think I've ever, I never announced that on the show that we're doing, that there's going to oh, be well, a shoot. Let... Like the app, fine. So, Troma Now, you can watch Fantastico Disaster Peace Theater, season two premieres, Tuesday, I believe it's Tuesday. The uh, first, yes. yes. Yeah, Tuesday, August 1st. Uh, when... Nope, Tuesday, yes. Yeah, so, uh, and the thing about trauma, like, it's not going to be up at, like, 8 a.m. So, usually, I'd say by noon. Usually, it's around 10 o'clock, but by noon, the first episode should be, of the new season, should be up on trauma. Now, I'm very proud of it. It's a very funny episode. Um, I won't spoil anything. We have a very awesome guest on that episode. I'm very excited for you guys to meet the guest that episode. Um, and you know why I'm laughing. You'll, you'll, you'll tell after it's over, but... So we're doing that on the on the first, um, or that's going to come out on the first. Then on the fourth, that following Friday, we will be doing a tweet along, watch along at nine p.m. Eastern, which is six p.m. Pacific time. We're going to do the tweet along, watch along, and then after that, we're going to do a spaces with a Q and A with whichever cast and crew can show up which that's cool because it's always fun. And I and I hope every, I hope we get a lot of people that want to ask questions about the show. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I know I'll be there. I think Mitch will be there um, to answer questions and stuff. And he and I will go back and forth and give a little bit of like BTS about how things went down for that episode and kind of how we did it. And then I'm trying to think, oh, I will be at, oh God, I have to look up the date, shit. <laughs> uh, I always do this. October fourteenth. No, it's before that. So on August eighteenth, I should be there on August eighteenth, or on the nineteenth, and I might be there on the eighteenth. I'm not sure, but I will be a guest at Horror Hound Weekend in Indianapolis uh, at the Indiana Convention Center. You'll be, I'll be there with Trauma. And I think Lloyd's going to be there, so it'll be me and Lloyd there doing signing autographs and taking pictures and stuff. So we get to do that with the fans. That'll be fun. I always have a good time when I'm there with Lloyd. And Lloyd's Lloyd signs as long as you have something trauma, he signs everything for free. Like he doesn't charge for autographs as long as it's signing trauma stuff. So if you have a trauma something you bring in. You know, you don't have to necessarily buy anything at the table, although Troma prefers you would like it if you did, because it helps, you know, with their offset of costs of getting there and stuff, because, you know, it's Troma and and it helps them out quite a bit. But anyway, if you whatever you have Troma, you bring it in, Lloyd will sign it for free and he'll take a picture with you for free with your phone or whatever. 
And same for me. When I'm there, I don't I'm not I don't charge for autographs. Um even if I wanted to, Lloyd would not let me. <laughs> but uh so I'll be there uh for a little while. I think I may Sydney may be there. My kid will be there with me, I think, too. We're helping Troma work at the Troma booth, I think. Um and he worked on the show. He was a he was one of the Francois puppeteers this season, which was pretty cool. I got to let my kid you know, be a part of the show. He was very excited. And uh, so, yeah, I'll be there on that weekend. Like I said, usually I I could people and I'm a social guy, but uh, I, I don't have the energy Lloyd Kaufman has, which is sad because Lloyd's, you know, almost 80 years old, <laughs> but I don't have that energy. So, but I, I'll try to be there um, for a little bit on Friday. I'll try to be there a little bit on Saturday and uh we'll do all that and give me one second uh, and then we have um give me one second here i'm trying to do something here business is currently being conducted on the yeah. end of gringo fantastico yeah <laughs> Yeah, my majors. There we go. Yep. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I'll be there at Horror Hound on those dates, and I will be. Let's see. The next stop for me on that whole thing is October sixth through the eighth, and maybe you'll see me on the seventh, like around somewhere. I will be in Las Vegas for Joe Bob's Jamboree. I'll be out there. Same thing. Come and meet me. I'm not like an, a super official part of it. I was invited, but I'm not like an official part of it, really. I'm not like, I don't have a table or anything, but if you come to me and like want to ha- like say hi and take a picture, totally cool. And uh, after that, the coolest thing, and this is what I was leading to, I don't think it's the coolest thing. It's the coolest, it's the biggest thing for me as so far as my career. I don't want to be like downplaying other things, but in in Huntington, West Virginia, at the it's the Hilton. I can't Double remember tree. the Double Tree Hilton. Thank you for that. With the assist, <laughs> you, it's going to be the very first live <laughs> Friday, October thirteenth. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. It was VoidCon. It's it's a uh, it's a very it's a new convention. It's a horror authors horror book convention. Um, they invited me specifically to come in and do a live episode of my show, which we're going to be filming for Trauma, and uh, the and I'll be hosting Redneck Zombies, which is a movie I've never watched before. So that'll be fun and interesting. I'm probably going to watch it beforehand. I'm not going to lie to you because I want to make sure I'm prepped for that shit. But uh, it'll be a lot of fun and. And Turtleneck will be there, hopefully. Yes, I'm going to do my best. And, uh, you know, like almost all of the crew is going to be there, I think. Even even our director, Krista, will be there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's uh, she wrote a book. Krista wrote a book. And it's published. And she's going to be there as an author as well, signing her books. What's it called? Oh, God. Um. That's an interesting title. 
<laughs> no. Oh God, you devil! That was a George. That was a George Burns thing. I'm gonna have to. I have to look this up, and she's gonna kill me because I don't know off the top of my head. But I don't remember anything. We just had this conversation. I remember nothing. Uh. Damn it! Why can't I remember things? Is it a driver, a demon? I believe so. Yes, you found it before I did. Got it. I knew. Yeah, that's what it is. I I fucking knew that. Damn it! She's gonna be so mad at me now. But yeah, she's signing her book, and it's pretty rad. I'll be and I'll be at a table too after the show, um, and I'll be signing autographs and and uh, selling shirts and merch and stuff of the Fantastico. It'll be like the first time I've done that. Although. Lloyd tells me all the time I should be selling merch at the Troma table. <laughs> but I get there and I'm just like, I just kind of want to do my thing, you know, just chill out with the fans. So I don't want to sell merch. I don't want to do, and I don't want the Troma guys to have to do that either. Cause I don't, it's, it's my thing. I don't want, you know, but so yeah, that's a thing. So Friday the 13th in October, I was really hoping I was going to be able to host a Friday the 13th movie because I would have loved to have host Friday the 13th part five, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that because they, they specifically asked for redneck zombies. So that's what they're going to get. And, uh, and thank Christ it's not plan nine from outer space. Jesus I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I know people love that movie. I am not a fan of that movie. I, I can't deal with it. You should just do an outline of Vic after everything happens. <laughs> Like I'll just write Vic's journal, yes. or like Vic's a limerick written by Vic. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, I don't really have anything else, but yeah, Troma now app, August first, season two, of Fantastico Disasters Theater. I did post the uh, my segments with the time codes on YouTube for the last season, season one finale. The two-part finale and it's up on youtube now on the better than nothing network youtube page so you can go on there and watch the my segments from the season finale with a really really fun uh interview with the uh producer of the last drive-in justin martell and it's a really really fun interview very insightful so there you go that's it that's what i got for you we're wrapping this up a lot earlier than normal tonight aren't we uh to be fair not much happened in the world of wrestling worth talking about <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Like our our tangents were more entertaining than raw. I they should just like re, they should just perform our tangents. Like someone <laughs> comes out and bitches about Jurassic Park or just randomly Jungle Boy comes out and bitches about Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, I love that he know, now comes out to Beethoven's Symphony Number no. Five. It's so weird. And you know, so w- one thing I did love, he comes out. He's wearing just orange shorts. There's no Tron behind him. His shirt just says, I beat Hook. And all I could think was, man, if only he was dating a super hot chick who could stand next to him. <laughs> like, if only he could say something akin to, I come from fame, I deserve this, and I'm better than all of you. Like, if only he could do that. Yeah, I know, right? Call me crazy. I don't know, man. I don't think he could pull that off. Like, man, if only Tony Khan had a shit ton of money and they could afford the theme song to Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, that would be amazing. And they could have him have like a 
they could hire uh, Ian Ziering to come in and 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 uh, Jack Perry could just rip Ian Ziering a new asshole. Right. Like um like that would be kind of funny or like or like Jason Priestley. He can come Jason Priestley will be there and he'll be like who are the hell are you? Like everyone knows that my dad was better than you know on that show than you and all that horse shit. That'd be funny. But I don't know. Whatever. But Jack Perry should come out to Perry. <laughs> Yeah, they could do that, but then they get sued by with Jim Johnston, <laughs> <laughs> which he'd probably be like, oh, I'll just take the royalties, that's fine. Right. Um, so anyway, that's what it for us for tonight. So for Jason the Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador Gringo Fantastico, this is Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. And I always have you do that because I can never say it right. <laughs> I'm happy to help in any way I can. Dude, I was I was on the radio for like 10 fucking years and I can't I can't even like like that's how long it's been. I can't even do that shit anymore. <laughs> so all right, guys, everybody take it easy. Have a good night. And I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. And hopefully we'll be back next week and maybe I can twist Ophidian's arm and have him come on. You got to let me know if we do, because I need to do some research. I want to have good questions. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. So, all right. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>